Welcome to Pixels and Puppets, the Operation Puppet Podcast, the only podcast to combine the subjects of gaming, tech, media, and puppets for no easily explainable reason. It is June 16th, 2023. You are the internet. I am Kevin Blades. My pronouns are he, him, and this is episode 11 of Pixels and Puppets, the Operation Puppet Podcast. Joining me are my co-hosts. His pronouns are he, him. It's Jamie, a.k.a. Scumboy. Salutations. And his pronouns are he, him. It's Andrew, a.k.a. Bat Phantom. I can't believe it's 2023. It Well, it's been at that for a while I now. Know, but, I, but why are you It's only really sinking now? in now. We're in the, we're, <laughs> just, we're in the future, just man. Just now it happened. Just, it just, we're in the goddamn future. It just happened now. He realized. The future what, used to be like 2010 because that was the year we made contact. And then, like, and that seemed like a thousand years ago of, to go before when it was the movie was out. And like, man, two thousand ten is going to be 2010 crazy. It feels like ten thousand years ago. Fudge! You remember, you remember in in twenty ten, the year we made contact. Mm-hmm. There was the whole thing about you know, oh, Russia was a problem, and, mm. and yeah, it turns out hey, it turned, it's it, it can happen still. Mm. Hey, remember when the Mayans ended the world in twenty twelve? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We Called had a boot. Yeah, I was, tell you, oh, those Mayans, they sure they sure know what they were doing. That John Cusack sure can <laughs> jump canyons with a limousine. <sighs> How y'all doing? You're doing pretty good. How are you? Oh, gee. You know, if you've been on the Discord, you know it's been a week. It has it's been, been a, a couple. Week. In fact, it's been three. Three because weeks. Because yeah. we, we are, yes, we are late. With this episode of the podcast, in theory, if we keep to the schedule, we should be able to still get two podcasts out again with the sirens. It's starting with the sirens already. They we wa- start podcasting and there are sirens. A podcast is never late. It is. What's the rest of it? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it arrives exactly what it means to. There we go. Thank you. Wizard is never late, Fredo Baggins. He means exactly what he means. That, 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 forget it. I yeah, almost it. had it. I almost, had it. I almost had it. I was trying we too tried. hard to do the voice and not the line. That's the problem. Anyway, yeah, no, it's been, it's been, it's been three whole weeks. Three of them. Three difficult weeks. If you've been on the Discord, you understand. I've had some dental things happen, which is not good. They have involved the words complication and specialist so you can understand the dentist went we need to find a better dentist and send you to that person i need to find more dentists how is this even possible it's always fun when the dentist dentist is like i've got to send you to the dentist (laughs) when the dentist is sticking around and you hear him go huh it's one guy (laughs) in new york fuck this is gonna get expensive and painful yeah so i've there's been a whole thing it's been there's been a lot but we're back we're not. We're not giving up, despite the fact that the universe is trying to force us to give up. Clearly, screw the universe. What does that know? No, we're we're still here. We're still doing it. Uh, any any catching up for the last three weeks that we haven't actually talked about? I mean, on a personal level, nope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no progress. No, just no falling apart. I'm trying out a new uh, front pocket wallet. 
There you go. Uh, really? Yes. Oh, this podcast right. brought to you by the Ridge Wallet. It, listen, it is the Ridge Wallet. Oh. I, I've, I used to do the human, H-U-M-N, wallets, which are Ugh. three individual plates that you put cards in between that are okay. held together with a bungee. Uh, and they're great. A bungee. It's like a bungee cord. Okay. It, it was fine, but it's a little bit big. Like the the plates are all a little bit bigger than a card. And so I went and got the Ridge Wallet, and it is literally the size of a credit card. Mm-hmm. And you just put what and you the need inside is about it. About twenty credit. Cards. Well, I mean, it's got <laughs> well, it's got twelve <laughs> plus my Metro Pass in it, and my Metro Pass has a, a metal sheath on the outside of it. So this is a problem, particularly for me, mm-hmm. now that you mentioned, because as you all know, I like I like my suits, mm-hmm. and and I don't like to carry stuff, so. At, and and because we're now in hot weather season, or you know, eventually going to be in hot weather season, mm-hmm. and I'm outside of the zone of being able to wear blazers, and so I have nowhere to put Leo, you know, my phone, and my wallet, and my my AirPod case, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I'm I have a conundrum because if I put stuff in my pants pockets, it really ruins the line something the like suit, this would fit in know? like a a waistcoat pocket or a uh, suit jacket I don't wear pocket waistcoats in the summer mm-hmm. wear it you in know? your hat this is the problem I'm, I'm actually thinking of getting like a messenger bag the new hat wallet yeah put it put your wallet in your hat <laughs> but this <laughs> is it's nice and not a bad idea it's nice and small it's got the uh this is for your bills on the outside the little bungee that you put in by just put my metro pass in there because i don't carry money who carries money but Look, they also I like, have I still like money a variety of <laughs> clips, and one of which holds a AirTag. So if mm. you are a person who chronically loses your wallet, you can attach an AirTag to it. I do and have then an AirTag also, on my keys. Also find it quite nicely, which is nice. So it's, it, it fits the kind of money clip uh, credit mm. card thing, but it's significantly smaller. And I find it just from today walking around with my, in my front pocket, it is much more comfortable just from the size difference. I will take this under advisement because I, I do need – so my wallet's not so much the problem. It's just mm-hmm. the other stuff like my phone and my, my – my AirPod mm. case is actually the problem because yeah. it's a big it's a big lumpy thing. Yeah. Right? And it's like I – you know, now that I am not, you know, uh, overweight anymore, I like to wear slim fit trousers, for example. Get you and, a nice satchel. You I, know, it's just – it doesn't quite fit the whole thing. Thing it's just I just I don't want to carry a, a Chewbacca like thing on my get a hip. dog and then you can put like a saddle on the dog and mm. you can put your stuff on the, the dog the saddle bags. I need yeah. I need you know like a porter I need somebody you know to carry my oh, suitcase so behind me no that's not gonna happen in in two thousand I think eight. I switched to a front pocket wallet and it was like a leather affair. It was okay, but I really liked not sitting on it because I was always getting back problems. Yeah. And uh, then I got the – I kickstarted the human back in the heyday of kickstarting things. And I stuck with them for a while and I just switched to the Ridge now. And it's it, there's a lot of options out there. And you do not have to destroy your sciatic nerve by sitting on a wallet. I've been a front wallet man my whole life. I've <laughs> there's the T-shirt quote. I've okay. I've only only recently switched to it, but sitting on a wallet is for suckers. Yeah. I, I cannot no, imagine. I've never never sat. There on is a the, see the thing for me is there's a transitional period here, mm-hmm. right? So there's like 
you know, we're at the phase now where it's like, well, I still wear long trousers, but we're getting into shorts weather now. Cargo shorts. There's all kinds of pockets on cargo shorts. Yeah. Not doing the cargo shorts thing. I have to. I don't know. What if we get you some nice linen cargo shorts? Uh, You know, some nice summer in general is a problem for me. But it's but thing is about the the pocket situation kind of gets fixed in summer because I'm not tucking my shirts in because Mm. so then it's fine. Yeah. It's just right now in the transitional period yes. where I am wearing like long trousers, but possibly just a short you shirt still wanna, when I'm out. You want to look good when you're out as opposed to just, I choose not to die today before yes, it is 40 exactly. degrees Celsius. I, I heard that you might have gotten shoes. Oh, the shoes. Oh, Got to be the shoes, money. I can't tell you enough about, I mean, Dandy Wellington himself mm-hmm. commented on my picture of. Nice. Because, of course, he did Shut because up. it's marketing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I showed out to American Duchess, which mm-hmm. is a company that, of course, my wife Margaret knew all about because Margaret has a thing about shoes and knows a lot about shoes. Chose. But American Duchess is a company, and I, I swear I'm not getting a kickback. We who, should be. We really should be. Who specializes in like historical recreation. Like Ox- uh, Oxfords and wingtips. Yeah. Um, and uh, my favorite um, um, sartorial inspiration and band leader from New York, Dandy Wellington, did a collaboration with American Duchess to design some shoes that were inspired from the designs of the 30s. And of course, this is right up my street. So uh, shout out course, to Dandy. Yeah, shout out to Dandy Wellington. So I got, I got. There's like a Dandy Wellington brand called Harlemology mm. uh, of saddle shoes. Of Oxford saddle shoes, which are saddle shoes are like the two tone. Yeah, you know, you'll know them if you see them. Like right Um, there. Yeah, for example, the eight thousand pair of them I got right there. Um, But I, I've never owned like okay, they weren't cheap. I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. But I have never owned footwear of this quality before. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, is it worth it? Game changer. The laces are like woven and waxed and just everything about them is unbelievably high quality they are the best shoes i have ever owned i love them to pieces mm. thank you it's worth every penny american Absolutely. duchess just reach out to us send us yeah, some shoes really. and you could uh, get your offer code oo puppet at uh no no that's not a, maybe one day maybe offer one code day. swank yeah anyway so yeah i got i got some new shoes and the problem of course with the new shoes is I have a conundrum with footwear mm-hmm. in the summer in that I want to wear shorts, but the kind of shoes I wear, I've been assuming don't look good with shorts. Well, I, I think you did can pull them off. actually try it the other the, uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was like, F it. I'm going to just I'm going to wear the problem is the socks. It's not the shoes. If and the pull, sock garters. Yeah you, yeah. you pull the socks all the way up and it looks like sock garters. And yeah. that's not a good look for yeah. shorts. However, if you just kind of roll them down a little bit, you go a little casual, yeah, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. So I think I'm going to be okay. Anyway, wow, that's a weird tangent. Good time. I'm sure Everybody we, can, we should find you some know. really good, like, light summer weight linen pants. You know, maybe. Seersucker suits, that's mm. that's the way to go, right? That's the way in the South, y'all. You know? that's, that's true. That's, that's the whole thing. I think you could pull it off, too. I mean, I got the I got two Panama hats. I can already, I'm already halfway you're, there. You're already most the way there, plus the shoes, yeah. That's true. Mm. <sighs> All right. Well, anyway, this is the point at which we remind you, for whatever reason, if you want to support this podcast, because God knows you need more of this. Mm-hmm. 
You could always go to ko-fi.com slash Operation Puppet and donate whatever you could afford to cover our hosting costs because it ain't free, y'all. But if you can, that's great. If you can't, that's also fine. It will always be here and be free. But if you can help us with a couple of bucks to support the podcast and the podcast hosting, that will be great because it isn't free. It is out of pocket. Um, but that's, that's, that's the pitch. That's the whole thing. We're going to get a bit more into that in the next segment, but I personally need a break. (laughs) So we will be right back with the puppet pit. You have entered an alternate dimension. A dimension of fleece and fur, of foam and industrial adhesives. So I hope you have good ventilation. A signpost up ahead. Watch your step. You have just stumbled into the Puppet Pit. Welcome to the Puppet Pit, where we talk about the puppet side of Operation Puppet for the past three weeks in this case. <sighs> and because of said dental issues, <laughs> the been, output has been a bit low. So yeah, my my social media presence, as it were, has been quite low for a few weeks. But as we have already discussed, there's a darn good reason for that. Um, however, we did still manage to do the Pride Build stream mm-hmm. this past Wednesday. So uh, every year... Since I started Operation Puppet, I've been doing a special uh, themed build for Pride Month, and the proceeds from the sale of the puppet that I build for that that special event um, will be donated to a charity. Now, I haven't decided yet which charity it's going to be. I actually have to consult with some people who know way more than me about the charity. However, on the Discord, I did get some feedback that, uh, A, it should be... This year, something uh, particularly do- uh, dedicated to trans people because, mm-hmm. boy, oh, boy, everyone everyone who ain't, you know, uh, assistant white dude is being uh, persecuted big time. However, trans people are really being singled out at this particular juncture in, in history. So that would be the best place to put your uh, charitable dollars and um, also some place local. Where have well. you donated in the past? So in the past, I've donated to uh, Trevor Lifeline, mm-hmm. um, or to Trans Lifeline and the Trevor Project. The Trevor Project, mm-hmm. yes. Um, those are the two that I've done in the past. But uh, I'm going to find a, a local charity that is focused on trans people this time. I, I, I haven't even finished the build yet, so I haven't decided what, uh, I mean, what the charity is going to be yet. So. If you can't find something good, Mermaids in the UK is very good. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, but that was that was from the advice of folks on the Discord who uh, know more than me. Absolutely. So you know, I, I mean, sure to like you know, consult with people who were actually uh, involved with that kind of thing. So it makes sense. Smart. Um, Smart. Yeah. So we did the build stream, and it was good. It's the first build stream I've done in a long time, and you know, since I did the whole rebuild of the studio, mm-hmm. and it was like. There was a lot uh, to to get going. You were uh, saying you were you weren't used to sewing on the machine too. I I haven't like done a lot because I've been so focused on building the infrastructure stuff for the studio. 
I, you know, it's been a couple of weeks of of not regular building, and suddenly I was like back in the thick of it. And it came back pretty quickly. I got to say, it, it was fine. The builds have gone fine. There's been no unexpected things. Um, so yeah, that happened on Wednesday. It was great. We had a, a good attendance, probably mm-hmm. one of the best attendance of all, which was really encouraging because you know there's a thing on the internet, particularly when you're a quote unquote content creator that you are worried about the attention economy, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like if you, you're, you're afraid to take a break because suddenly the audience goes away and gets distracted by something else. Well, as I've talked about before, the rules of the puppet sphere are different than any other place. And so I was very pleased to find that, yep, my regulars all came back. Everyone was there. Everyone had a good time. It was great. Uh, so I that that made me in general just feel good and and more relaxed. That yeah, if I need time, I can take the time. And you know the the, the people will still be there um, because that kind of leads us into the next point. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I'm quitting it. puppets. Yeah, no, quite the opposite. Um, Hey, have you all heard about Etsy? Mm. It's a thing. Hang on, I need a drink. It's a social media site where I, people uh, sell uh, goods and services. I hear they've been holding back uh, a portion of sales oh. because you've sold too much. <laughs> so, I, you know, the, I, I laid out the details on the Discord. So if you're not in the Discord, you're probably joined because you'll get all of the dirt. Um, the, the long and short of it is I went through a long dry spell mm-hmm. of not selling stuff as I kind of expected this year would be. Well, you also were selling more things in the direct shop too, which is an Etsy, which means that your Etsy store was looking like yeah. it didn't do much. So the first thing I did because I went through this dry spell again, largely because of the economy, um, was I went, well, oh, I just, I just need more eyeballs on my product as it were. Uh, so I moved everything to the direct shop or to the Etsy shop. Now, up until now, I have been keeping different puppets on the Etsy shop and on the direct shop. Um, it was never quite clear or I could never find a definitive answer to, is it okay to sell in multiple marketplaces the same item, right? Mm-hmm. So I decided to play it safe and go, okay, well then I just won't. I'll sell you know, some stuff on Etsy, some stuff on the direct shop and that'll be fine. Um, so because things were so dry and because Etsy just has the search engine and like, you know, people are naturally going to my Etsy store. Mm-hmm. I just moved everything over to the Etsy shop and just went, well, I'll just soak their, their fee gouging. Um, because that's a whole other thing that happened last year. But anyway, their Etsy fees are through the roof. Yeah. Almost half of a sale goes to, to Etsy fees. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. It's very, very bad. Anyway, um, so I lose money uh, when I sell on Etsy is what, yeah. is what the thing comes down to. So that's why I was trying to push people to the direct shop. Mm-hmm. However, Etsy got the search engine, so that's got the eyeball. So that's where I need to get my product under the eyes of the people who are on Etsy. Mm-hmm. So I moved everything over to the Etsy shop and I kind of intended to only use the direct shop for custom work. Yeah. Right. Cause that's kind of all it was good for at that point. Mm-hmm. And because things were slow, I started my very first ever sale. So I get a 10% off for a week and lo and behold, it worked. I made a number of sales 
in that week that the shop had a 10% off sale. Great. Sudden spike in sales because of uh, uh, I was running a discount. You would think that they'd understand that, wouldn't you? Mm. Nope. That triggered some algorithm that went, hey, a sudden spike in sales is a warning, is a danger sign. So suddenly, any I have a, a, a reserve put now on my Etsy account so that any sale I make is now held in reserve and I only get a tiny, tiny percentage of the money from that sale until they verify that everything is legit. Now, it's not that bad in that the money gets released as soon as the tracking information gets added and they verify the tracking information. I always ship very quickly, mm-hmm. so it's not really a problem. Right, so at least they're not like take, taking your money for six months or something ludicrous like that. No, it's but if if I verification. if I had gone with like a different shipping method or yeah. something, then they would. It would literally be three months before I would get my money. Yeah. So it's like that was the last straw. That was it. I'm like, you idiots can't comprehend that I had a, I ran a sale. The sale worked. I had a spike in sales. Therefore, the thing you're... I mean, they're constantly pushing you to run sales on the back end. They want you to do this. Mm -hmm. And then when you do it, they punish you. I don't want to defend them. But it feels like a lot of people, when they're running an Etsy store and it's failing, they go, all right, uh, fuck it. I'm just going to dump everything. And I may or may not actually ship everything out. And that's probably what they're what the algorithm is designed to, to detect. No, I'll tell you exactly what the algorithm but, yeah. is designed to detect. Because the problem that's happened since Etsy got taken over by this venture capitalist asshole mm. is that they've had a whole spate of people selling, like doing reselling yeah. and like you know drop large, shipping, drop shipping, large scale mass market people who are disguising their shops as like, oh, these are homemade, whatever. Spoke. But it's all just like you know, bulk crap from Amazon. No, I have, I have. See, it is shocking when I look for retro gaming consoles and I see listings on Etsy. Yeah, like fuck, are you doing on Etsy? This is a this is an yeah, no, it's, it's been a plague. Three, this is three, one yeah. of the things that the um, that the protests last year when they raised the shipping fee, or when they raised their own fees. Um, this was one of the things that it was about was like. You're supposed to be for small business handmade items. You're so, and and you're encouraging all of these resellers and all these bulk sellers because that's what they want. That's where they make their money. You can't be a billion dollar valuation selling selling Denise's she's seashell yeah, earrings. That, that's the thing. Even though that's what the whole thing was but supposed course, to be about. Since they've allowed all this shit to happen. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, they've got tons of fraud, mm-hmm. and so yeah. that's what the algorithm is triggering. To and I have talked to a number of other Etsy sellers, and all of a sudden, they've all got this same stuff happening. They've got this like hold being put on their accounts all of a sudden, yeah. and they've never had it before. I've never had a problem. I there's no there's never been a chargeback. There's never been any financial issues on my account. This is strictly because some management directive came down and went, we need to minimize this number mm-hmm. and the algorithm got adjusted and therefore, yeah. right? And um, they made no, they didn't even try to put themselves in the shoes of There's the no human involved in this process. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing, yeah. right? It's all algorithmically driven. Yeah. There's like one guy in a, in a, you know, in an office in Los Angeles who made a decision, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Yeah. 
So I'm fucking done. I am. I was so mad. I don't know if anybody was on the Discord the day this went down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but wow, I was so mad. I'm less mad now, thankfully. Mm. But it kind of gave me the kick in the ass that I needed because my whole agenda for 2023 was supposed to be I knew it was going to be a tough year financially because of the economy. People are just aren't spending on frivolous things like puppets, obviously. Mm. Um, so my whole thing was what I need to do, you know, instead of a bigger slice of the pie is enlarging the pie. Right. So I need just more people. I need to be a bigger presence in this in this, uh, you know, genre and get more eyeballs. And overall, that will just make everything increase. Right. Um but I haven't been terribly successful or really even driven at doing that just because so many other things have been happening. Mm-hmm. But this was the thing that made me go, oh, no, 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 no. You need to do this. If Operation Puppet is going to survive, mm-hmm. it, it has to be this, right? And the thing about that is it's like my numbers are still pretty small. I'm still a small player in this field. Um, I'm, I'm a known quantity but I'm still new and I'm still growing my audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it is a small genre, but it's not as small as I am. And when you look at somebody like Adam Krutinger, and Adam Krutinger's numbers are like in the multiple thousands, right? I'm in the multiple hundreds. There is way room to grow here. So that's kind of what this whole thing has done for me. It's like I need... I just need to kick it up. I need to put out more content. I need to get my face in front of other people. I need to be, in the words of a SEO person, an authoritative presence. Wow. That's what I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Gus is influencing my brain. It's true. But th- that is kind of a thing, right? It's like I have the. I now have the experience and I have the kind of drive and the ability just to be a media presence. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I can do live streams. I know how to do that. So we're doing a podcast right now. I know how to do that. We can, this can be something that grows. Mm-hmm. And so that needs to be where my attention gets focused for this year and beyond. Um, just to make sure that Operation Puppet survives, if nothing else. Because, I mean, honestly, this is all I can do. There's nothing else for me. I've aged out of the only other industry that I ever had a skill set for, which was web development. My skills in that field are now gone. So this is it. So don't worry, because Operation Puppet is the only thing I got. So ain't, ain't going nowhere. It's got to grow. Mm-hmm. So Two words. Drake Puppet. <laughs> you know? Hey, Drake wants to pay me for a puppet. I'll make him a fucking Drake puppet. No problem. You got it, Drake. Whoever you are. That's right. (laughs) So that's what I'm in my head and in Gus's head because, let's face it, this is all Gus. That's what I'm thinking of is phase two. I'm just going to go hard on the content. So there's going to be more. There's going to be more live streams. There's going to be more Oracle. There's going to be more podcasts. There's going to be more of everything. That's what I have to do. To get out and in front of people. Three letters. Oh. S E O. Oh God. No, it's it's not a thing anymore. I it know. doesn't exist anymore. The good news is, the content is very uh, strong f- for to use in a place like TikTok. Sure. I know it's 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 
it's a cesspit, but there's also some really cool elements and to this it. This is my and the good short form content is is a really really great venue. This is a very good point, and that's and that's kind of where I need him some help because personally, and you know, as a as a human, like I tried TikTok, I tried to do the TikTok thing, I could not make it work. It mm-hmm. was just it doesn't fit into my brain. So I guess I need help. I don't know. Like you know, I'm trying to do all of this on my own, and it's not easy, boy. Let me tell you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to navigate. I'm trying to figure it out. But I'm absolutely open to input and to suggestions. And like you know, um, shout out Scarlet because th- we're at that stage. Yes, of, shout of the out podcast. to Scarlet because Scarlet's been acting as kind of my I call I call them my uh, my scooter because mm-hmm. they've been just like my personal assistant for this for a lot of things. They're, they're, right now they're assembling the FAQ list that I should have been assembling all along mm-hmm. for the, the the upcoming FAQ videos. Um, but I absolutely would would welcome and and I need input and assistance for all of this stuff. So if you got any ideas for what you'd like to see Operation Puppet do, do get in touch. Join the Discord. Send emails admin at operationpuppet.com. Whatever you want, we're gonna do it because there's got to be more of this. This can grow. I'm gonna make it grow. And so that's phase two of Operation Puppet is just basically this, but more. Mm-hmm. Also shooting fingers at Etsy. <laughs> yes. The ultimate goal of all of this. Now, I have said all along, the point of the shop, the, the, the point of Operation Puppet is not to get the shop running. The point of the shop is to keep Operation Puppet running. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. Ultimately, all of it, the numbers go up and and more eyeballs on the shop hopefully will result in more sales and that will allow me to keep going and keep building this and keep making more content. I just want to make the content. That's my thing. I just want to, I love doing all of this. I want to keep doing it. Four words, Prime Minister the Oracle. <laughs> sure, let's do that. Um, so anyway, that's that's where things have been. Wow, that's a whole journey, huh? No, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, <sighs> it's a moment. It, it is, but you know, it's all... I'm I'm kind of glad that this happened because it made me it gave me the anger <laughs> yeah. I needed to kind of go you can't be complacent the kick in the ass if you need, if you want this to continue and I do yeah then you you need to get behind this and and push it so that's what we're gonna do it's gonna be more I'm gonna just more everything and including the stuff that you know I really enjoy doing stuff like the oracle it doesn't get the it doesn't have the biggest return on investment as it were i get some you know nice comments and it gives some okay views i don't think it ever really translates into sales quote unquote but the attention economy is a thing and so if people enjoy what i'm doing and i enjoy making it it's win-win for everybody and ultimately that does result in operation puppet being more of a thing so that's that's it. And I want to bring like more people into the fold. I want Operation Puppet to grow. We just hit 100 people in the Discord. It's true. It's true. If you, if, if uh, we assume Scarlet's not a bot. Yeah, if, if Scarlet's not a bot <laughs> and the bots are bots, I mean, then we it's don't 100... actually have any evidence that Scarlet's not a bot. A lot it's, of people talk about NFTs on the, on the Discord. It's, it's 100 uh, actual humans in the Discord. It's true. So, anyway, um, oh, and, and, and as, a, as a kind of side note to that, um, one thing that may actually help with all of this is um, uh, YouTube has recently lowered the bar or are about to lower the bar for monetization. 
So it used to be that you needed at least 100 um, subscribers mm-hmm. to your channel. Uh, hey, everybody, it's Frankie. Uh, look, I, I'm editing the podcast. Kevin made a mistake here. He meant to say 1,000 when he said 100. And, uh, you know, it was one of those nights. It, it, a thousand. YouTube used to require a thousand, not a hundred. Now on with the podcast. Or followers. I can't remember which it is on, on YouTube. Um, they're about to lower it to 500. Well, we have 716 at the current count. So it's, it's, they're, they're going to open up things like, you know, you can, you can tip or you can like subscribe or that kind of thing. Um, I'm probably going to look at doing some of that. I've been kind of edging away from the whole crowdfunding thing mm-hmm. because honestly, we just don't have a big enough audience right now to warrant that. And it would put undue pressure on the regulars that we do have. Yeah. And I don't want to do that. I want to, you know, I want to be open and friendly. Um, but the bill's got to get paid yeah. is, is what it comes down to. So I think I probably... Um, when that becomes uh, open to me, I will probably add things like, you know, whatever, a tip jar for the build streams, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so the, that is a, a roundabout way of saying, yes, the build streams are definitely coming back. And it will probably, there will be at some point, some way that you can give me money. I saw <laughs> people tipping 20 bucks to a webcam of a hummingbird nest. <laughs> Um, You'd think maybe I'm worth more than a hummingbird nest. For pointing a webcam at a hummingbird (laughs) nest. We should uh, talk to Ridge to see if they'll sponsor the podcast. I'll I'll, I'll, uh, read out a spiel for him. Sure. Um, That's another, in terms of commercial ventures, this was something I actually thought about before Operation Puppet ever started, as as what it is, was like, um, because I saw a couple people kind of doing this on Fiverr, in that they had a cast of puppet characters and it was like, well, you want a, you know, a commercial for your product? Here you go. You could sell Wilkinson's coffee. It's true. I could. Uh, so that's another thing I'm thinking of maybe doing. I would create like a cast of characters that's specifically for commercials. So I wouldn't use the Oracle or Frankie or yeah, anything yeah, like yeah. that. But, um, you know, and it's like, well, give me, you know. Uh, a 1500 word script. Yep, give me the ad copy and give me your, I'll make give it your background. I'll shoot this against a green screen and here you go. Here's- I'm the legally distinct troll Hanky <laughs> Frey. Hello. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so yeah, that that is the thing. Operation Puppet got to pay to keep the light side. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to look at ways of doing that that isn't obtrusive, that isn't, you know, like. Um, puts an undue burden on our regulars, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I want to look at ways of doing it that are community-friendly. But at the end of the day, this is how I pay my rent. So we're going to ha- look at ways of increasing that, yeah. um, and but doing it responsibly and doing it ethically. Uh, Shout out to capitalism. <laughs> yay, capital- uh, capitalism. Go home. Anyway, that'll do it. For this week's Puppet Pit. Wow. Talk about a pit. Mm. We're going to take an actual break. And we will be back. Oh, boy. With Gizmo Town. This guy above the port was the color of a YouTube video hit with a copyright takedown. Around the rainy streets, people huddled with neon umbrellas and impractical goggles. 
Here we fight the corporate arcologies and get excited about phones. Welcome to the mean streets of Gizmo Town. I'm gonna die in Gizmo Town. <laughs> We're all gonna die I'm gonna in Gizmo Town. Bleed out in Gizmo Town. We're also getting excited about the handheld the gaming PCs and it's the deck nook, cause I'm doing a live bit. Yeah, so there they go. I gotta say, Frankie saying deck nook doesn't sound like deck nook. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a sinister you phrase. Gotta, you gotta go with the bit. Uh, yeah, here we go. <sighs> so, so, a number of weeks ago. Wow, things happened. So many things happened. It went from, it's probably not going to happen, to Kevin has one. <laughs> I like the fact that it went from, it's not going to happen, to shit, I guess it is going to happen. <laughs> that's that's what was, That was my favorite part. <laughs> oh, boy. So the question we are asking on this week's Deck Nook is, is the ROG ally a good ally? Well, I mean, it color cycles the rainbow, so right there. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. performative at least. It's fine. Anyway, next question. <laughs> um, so there were a lot of early threads <sighs> of hardware issues, there's a whole, question there's a mark. whole journey here. Like, wow. I, I don't even know where to begin. <sighs> so some people got it early, mm-hmm. which, of course, was a problem. Now, you think I would know better. Mm. Me, me, who has been through many, many product launches and owns lots of technology and who knows how marketing works and who knows how Reddit works. Kevin, early adopter Blades. Exactly. I should know better. His name is Blades because he's on the bleeding edge. The people who post on Reddit are the people that have problems, not the people who are enjoying the thing. Right. So people got it early, and of course, everyone who got it early was also were also the people who decided very first thing that they were going to upgrade the SSD. Mm. Right. Yes. Yeah. So there were some early people freaking out over this issue or that issue. More sirens. What is happening? Why? Every time I start to talk, to many sirens, people die every day. <laughs> you know, we're in the middle of downtown Toronto. Anyway, so, of course, on the ROG Ally subreddit and the connected Discord server, Mm -hmm. because we'll talk about Reddit soon, but anyway, (sighs) there were shitloads of chicken littles losing their minds. A lot of these people needed to wait for Russ's video. (laughs) Yes, Mm. yes. Um, But that got me panicky. Sure. Well, some of it sounded like there was legit mortality. Yeah. So there, is, there, there are a couple of legit issues. One person had their box stomped by FedEx. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Now, so in terms of actual hardware issues, this is what has in in the in the days since the launch, which was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It is now Friday. Is it Friday? It's Friday. It's it's allegedly Friday. Oh boy, there's a lot. Things a lot has happened in the Mm -hmm. past four days. Um, uh, Something to have come out. So there, on some units, there is an issue with the left stick Mm -hmm. not working on the vertical axis. And there's some some dead zone issues. It sounds like some people have some people do have a dead zone issue. That could be physical sticks that have a dead zone issue. 
Um, or it could also be software. They're mm-hmm. looking into it. Yeah. Um, and some uh, units were DOA. Now, like just – something about the battery. Wouldn't even boot. Yeah. yeah. So some people wouldn't boot until they charged it for like an hour and mm-hmm. then it booted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So it was like, well, the battery is just dead. Just charge the battery. Anyway. But some um, of them probably were just some of them DOA, were, DOA. Were DOA. Now yeah. – That's going to happen. That, yeah. Having been through a thousand product launches, it's like you ever you want to see a disaster, a quote unquote disastrous launch. Look at any iPhone launch and just look building, at the subreddit for that. Building at like, scale is it's it's difficult. QA catches a lot of stuff, but yeah. some things during transit will come loose, and this the unit won't work. Like if the connector from the battery separates. Mm-hmm. Then it's not going to power on, and it's dead. What people don't realize, and what I, you know, of course knew but forgot, was that like when when tech is made, particularly at this scale, mm. companies have a like a percentage of units that they know are going to fail. Absolutely, that's just how it works. Absolutely, that's how the manufacturing process works. It's, it's built into their warranty costs. Yeah. And the um, the major issue here is the fact that. Asus was under the microscope because that of what is. was happening. Exactly right. Because of the unrelated motherboard side yeah. of things. Right. So as a company, like, everyone was like hypersensitive yeah. to everything going the, wrong. The with timing the couldn't have been worse for Asus, really. Yeah. But you know, and and you know, and, and as uh, we talked about it before, but no question. They fucked up on that motherboard issue, and oh, they yeah. they did a oh. very poor job of communicating it to the to the users, and so the fact that that sh- that was an absolute shitstorm, and and the people that made the ally at the time were realizing, oh god, <laughs> fucking yeah. damn it, here we go, and sure enough, like so, a lot of people were were on the side that they wanted it to fail. You yeah. know, they, yeah. they wanted yeah. the uh, it was, it was failure to be complete. Much, uh, people expecting the worst and then seeing the worst, even mm-hmm. if it wasn't the worst. Yeah. Right? Yes. So and that, as you said, iPhones, you know, they have failure rates too, but nobody talks about it because everybody's a fanboy. Like boy. a 10 to 20% failure rate is common. That's, yeah. that's nuts. That's the thing. Unless and that's all you hear about. Right? Unless it's the iPhone 4 and then you're just holding it wrong. Yeah. People are going to only talk about the negative That's except the for the true fanboys like we'll talk about the positive yeah you, you go into any reddit place it's anything about software i'm part of the uh, reddit sync subreddit and everyone's posting bug problem bug problem because they have this they're trying to make this software work across a thousand android phones and then one personal post i love this thing thank you very much for making it <laughs> yeah. and th- there is a vast majority of people that are either perceiving a problem or having a problem posting about it. And then the majority of people, like the, yeah. the silent majority out there, are, are enjoying it and not having to make a post because we, there's not a problem. We call that negativity bias. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of times in Reddits, you'll only see the people that have problems. Like people walk into the Pixel subreddit and it's like, oh God, why does anyone own a Pixel? It's just like page after page of yeah. people with problems. Mm-hmm. It's because this is the you know this 2% you go to post your that has yeah. a problem talking about the problem and the 98% that don't have a problem with the phone are just not posting. And also humans have a negativity bias yeah. and that we remember the negative things much more than we remember, remember the positive positives. things. So if you, if you were to actually break down by numbers, the number of people, for example, on the subreddit for the ROG Ally, the number of people who were saying, wow, this is great, I love it, versus the number of people who had problems, 
you would probably find that the vast majority are the posts of I love it, mm-hmm. but we only remember the ones or the, the ones that stand out or the, the ones negative, that are like, yeah. oh my God, I'm freaking out. So anyway. And people are trying to step back. They're they're saying this is brand new hardware. Yeah. They, all the reviews were based on the possibilities of this system as opposed to they, – they're not going to say uh, – they're not going to judge it based on uh, – pre-release hardware they're going to say this is a really solid piece of kit i'm confident that they're going to do good things with the software to update it and by the time you get one in your hands it should be fine and that's what most of the reviews were pretty clear about yeah and and you know the, the, great, the great majority of people are going to have a great experience with it the one issue it has is there are 300 different things that need updates yes right. so let's let's Walk yeah. us back. Yeah. We're going to go through the journey again. because yeah. So I was reading all these posts and freaking out. And, oh, my God. What have I done? Right. Andrew was right. It's I should have I, I should have never pre-ordered. I think I, think I talked Kevin down twice from canceling it. And then once he was going to cancel it, but the button disappeared. So I tried to cancel. I was at the point where I'm like, oh, fuck it. I don't care. I'm going to cancel. I tried to cancel. There was no cancel button Yeah, the cancel button had disappeared because your order already, was being processed. They, they processed the payment already. So the, a very helpful robot on, mm-hmm. on Best Buy was like, well, when you get it, you can either reser- um, um, uh, Initiate reject, a return. reject to yeah. receive it, and then it'll go back, and then I'll just automatically get a refund. Or I could just take it to a store, and they'll refund me. No problem. No questions asked. It's all fine. Yeah. So I was like, okay, fine. So uh, knowing that, I went, all right. I need to calm the fuck down. Yeah. Because this is ridiculous. I'm believing the shit I'm reading on the internet. I should know better than this. So I'm going to treat this because I have a podcast. Like this is a review unit. Yes. For podcast. I I'm not committed to this. I don't this is not like an investment. I don't have to keep it. I can get this back. It's fine. And you've I'm, only had it for 4 days. Yeah. I'm going to treat this like it's a review unit, and I'm going to behave like it is, and I'm going to treat it as such and go through the process, and I'm going to document the problems people have had, and I'm going to get this, use it, run it, and treat it as if I was doing a review of this for, you know, an actual podcast. Like this one. Like, Like this one. So that's what I did. So JB knows because JB checks on the Discord regularly. I compiled a fucking checklist mm-hmm. of like, when I get this thing, here's what to check for. This is a problem people have reported. This is a problem. This is a problem. This is a problem. Is it this? Is it this? Is it this? And I had like, I don't know, five to ten things of like, I got to check for this. Then I got to check for this. And they were they were listed in order of priority yep. in terms of what's the order of operations here. Um I apparently got lucky because none of the problems that people have reported, I encountered. I don't think you got lucky. I think you're in the majority, and the I, people that are having problems are right. the minority. What I have uh, discovered, or not discovered, but like uh, what, what my supposition is, is a lot, or what I have found is that like a lot of the people who are reporting, the, the kind of problems they were reporting are because they are people who are not used to setting up computers mm-hmm. right and, and that's the problem this isn't a console this is just a bc a it's lot of people are BC, a lot of people right? aren't used like, to windows 11 exactly mm-hmm. um and i'm totally comfortable i know all of the quirks i know all the weirdness absolutely and, the, and this is one of the things the out-of-box experience for the steam deck for example is much more streamlined in that you can just kind of go and get up and running pretty quickly once you you, you put it on wi-fi 
and log in with your Steam account, yeah. you're you're pretty much aside from maybe an update, you're pretty much off and running. But the clue is in the title. It's a Steam Deck. It yeah. it does Steam. Period. Yes. Right. Anything beyond that, you are jumping through hoops. Oh, absolutely. So, so the the point is, like with the Ally, it's just a Windows 11 PC mm-hmm. with a layer of stuff on top of it. So you've got multiple layers of stuff to update. You've mm-hmm. got m- multiple layers of stuff to customize and to tweak. I mean, so, it's basically a laptop without a keyboard. It actually is. It straight up is. The, and people aren't used to that. The right? recovery system they have for it is pretty slick, where it just pulls down an image with Windows 11 built into it and then reapplies so it to a blank. So this is one of the early problems that was reported was people who autom- just just didn't even like turn it on, cracked it open, put in the new SSD, did the did the Asus cloud update, and then it hung there forever. Because it well, takes a while. Because the servers were getting hammered, yeah. guys. It's not. Of course, it's going to take forever, right? So that's the thing. People aren't used to that, yeah, yeah. right? People don't know what to expect, and so like I guarantee. 80% of the problems that people are having is because they're just not used to waiting for shit to update. Yeah. And they were going too fast. Um, one of the one of the more common problems I've seen is that the touchscreen becomes unresponsive. I have encountered this too. And it always happens when you change resolutions. Yeah. And that is 100% it's a Windows, a issue. Windows thing, not an ROG Ally mm-hmm. thing. That is on Windows. I'm sure if you reboot it once you've changed you the resolution, it, 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 it clears up right yeah. away. So it's like, no, this is not, you just, you need to know more things. This is not about Asus fucking up. This is just the quirks of the system. Absolutely. So any system that is like this is going to, like, and we talked about this on the Discord a little bit about how, like, there's always a trade-off between the customization, the power, and the convenience. Absolutely. Right? So if you if you are not comfortable tweaking things or, or configuring things or updating things, this is probably not the thing for you. This one's more doing stuff off the bat, whereas the Steam Deck, if you've got a large Steam library, yeah. you're, you're pretty much, you just turn it on and go. If you have... Uh, GOG Galaxy games, if you've got games in the Amazon um, uh, Twitch rewards, if you have stuff in Epic, then you have to start going into Steam Deck's guts and adding those things in, whereas on the ROG Ally, you've already done the work to get your Steam library up, and it's the same amount of work to to log into your Epic games and to log into GOG Galaxy. So it's, it's more upfront but it's a it's going to be the same amount of work in the end as a Steam Deck if you yeah. want to really get into running stuff on a Steam yeah, Deck. Exactly. So, and that's the thing. It's just it's just where you put in your labor. Yeah. Now, it does require something of you. That is absolutely. And we've talked about this before. This is like what tech is. At some point, the tech is going to require something of you, and this definitely requires something of you. The other um, problem is that it's running Windows yeah. and Windows isn't a handheld gaming experience. Windows no. is a general purpose operating system. And people have given like our Armory Crate some shit and it's it does it, it could improve for it's, sure. It's not coming from a good place. The not Armory Crate place. is well known the for the worst I'll give ROG Allies Armory Crate is it's a bit clunky. It is a bit clunky. But, I mean, they're sanding corners off that thing all the time. Apparently, yeah. there are daily updates to yeah, it. Yeah, even even what it is today 
is probably ten times better than it was when they had the initial review. And the other thing to remember is what the, what the ally is running is is Armory Crate um, SE or so specialist. Yes. Yes. it is not the thing not that the you PC run in your one. Yeah, PC. Right. It is a it's specialized for thing. the hardware. Um, and it's it's actually fine. But what you have to remember is that this is not. It's not like the Steam Deck in which it is a custom-built OS. Valve has put so much sauce on the Steam Deck yeah. on the the game interface um, that it's it's crazy. So there's a dedicated team at Valve that all they do is work on the OS that runs on the Steam Deck. Yeah. Whereas ROG, it's like it's a general-purpose computer. We put Windows on it. Microsoft isn't going out there and saying we're going to make all these deep tweaks in Windows to make it run better on the ROG Ally. Yeah. There had to have been discussions to brand this thing as an Xbox unit. I think you there should go over to, to uh, Taiwan and ask them. <laughs> I mean, We're going to send you on on, on location. <laughs> yeah, it it just feels like the initial really, plan, really and not just the not just the cloud version, like what Sony's doing. I, mean, I really yeah. feel like Microsoft, this could have very easily have been branded as an Xbox. Microsoft unit. had those uh, stick devices, the uh, the game cloud, yeah, the uh, only device that they that they they killed the, the, off the, the, the Scarlet. And, yeah, and I, I don't think they're really looking for hardware diversity like that. I think they're trying to to focus on their SKUs and drive people to that or the cloud as right. opposed to yeah, that, diluting it with a handheld. Yeah. And I think that's brand. what happened is that they were de- developing it and they just decided not to go forward with it. But they figured, uh, you know, everybody went, well, fuck, it's still a decent piece of hardware. Let's yeah. just release it as a as a separate thing. So you've held it in your hands yep. for more than the 11 seconds that I've had. <laughs> what it, What's your comfort level with so it? So it's, it's funny. Um, so anyway... Uh, the 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 long and short of it is, yeah, I've spent a lot of time. So I haven't had any of the major issues that other people have reported. Thankfully, I won the I won the lottery or something, but it's been fine. Yes, it's had some quirks, but I expected those quirks. Yeah. Now, there's been a lot talked about about the um, there was a BIOS update, and that BIOS and the Verge reported this. The BIOS update had like throttled the performance from three point one seven to three point one nine. Yes, the three point one nine is the current BIOS, and um, but it was a bunch of battery perform. It was a bunch of battery positive changes which touched performance yes. because those two things are mutually exclusive. Exactly. It can be super fast and it'd be a really crap battery so or other way this, around. The battery, the battery life is not great. And, but I, that's, I knew that going in. That, when that, that's always, that even in the early reviews, they're like, yeah. the battery, like, it does not stack well. You you were prepared to be tethered. Exactly. Absolutely. And that's um, fine. But again, this is it. All comes down to what your your expectations are, mm-hmm. right? Um, you have to to know something going in, and that will help you with the experience. So a lot so, of people, it sounds like a lot of people are expecting an experience that wasn't possible to de- be delivered by a, a handheld computer like it, this. We are not at that point yeah. yet. So um, the ally is definitely not quantum leap or anything it is not the next gen it is not yeah. like it, it, it it's is, it, it is, is the iterative iter- step exactly it's, 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 it's instead of a 386 sx it's a 386 dx yeah it's, it's the it's the next step over over the steam deck and that's yeah. why valve's not freaking out over it yeah it is really interesting um now so yes i have used it for a few days now it's taken me like a full 48 hours at least of tweaking and configuring and i'm still not done yet and this is the thing with the pc gaming space in general and this is one of the things that's kind of interesting about it is that it is just a pc yeah so 
all of the things that you do other than hardware swapping, all the things you do with a PC, you can do with this. So it's an endless parade of tweaking and setting things and configuring things and updating things. And it's just tinker, 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 tinker. And it's, and it's about compromise. Yes. But it's, it's got about updates. about finding the balance that you want, right? It's got updates in like four different places. Yes, that's that is so, that is an issue. Armory Crate updates itself. There's yep. like an Asus app There's to update app. built-in stuff, and then and then you, Windows. You got Windows, but then also like Steam updates oh, and yeah. like yeah. other gaming client updates that you have to do. Like the the wrestling yeah. retro game core was saying that the the version of Xbox uh, game streaming that comes on it yeah. is you have to run an update immediately because it's the one that shipped and yeah. not the current one. But that's the, also true of any gaming PC, right? Yes. Like that's, yes. that's the thing. It is a gaming PC. So anything you would have to do on a gaming PC, you have to do on this. But people that's, see it as a switch yes. and they, they think, you know, I update the, the internal OS and maybe a title update yeah. and that's it. But there's so many different bits that, that, that update different bits that it, it, it's a little. And that's where I can see the kind of cultural clash that's yeah. happening here is that people think it's a switch, yes. but it's not. It's a gaming PC, but in a switch kind of configuration. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. you hold it in your hands. You think, oh, this is a holistic unit, but it's not. It's, it's like just... Even with the Steam Deck, it's just the steam updates and the like it's kind of packaged steam and os updates in one you don't unless you install like a bunch of uh, decky options you don't have uh, other things coming in so um it's easy to see people not being used to trying to maintain a windows 11 pc with the required software and so that's why i kind of come back around to what we were talking about on the last podcast when it's like well yeah i know what i'm getting into because i really do right like i knew this was going to be the case all along and that's why when i was reading all those panicky posts of reddit and getting panicky myself i had to walk back and go hang on is it going to be this bad and when i got the thing out of the box and set it up it's like well no, this is about what I expected. This is, you know, this is exactly all of the all of the work that I expected to put in is exactly what I had to put in. How has anyone tried to roll it back to Windows 10? I don't know about that. I know people have downgraded their BIOS to 317. 317, yeah. It's surprising I, that it allows that. Apparently it does. I haven't tried it myself. I I just updated everything because, again, on that checklist, I was like, well, okay, this, then this, then this, because I was trying to do it for a review. Yeah. Right? So, whew, that's a long journey to say that my 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 ally is fine. So how, far, so good. How are you liking the ergonomics? So, the ergonomics are very interesting. I expected to not like them. Yeah. Because I really like the Steam Deck. I like the chunkiness of yeah. the Steam Deck. And I knew that the ally was smaller and didn't have the big chunky grips on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I really like a lot. And also, I knew that the, the thumbsticks were loose. Yeah. And I I prefer a stiff stick. It's your own joke here. <sighs> However, mm-hmm. um, I have found the ergonomics to be fine. They're not, I still prefer the Steam Deck, but they're fine. I'm not, I don't, it's not uncomfortable. One thing I noticed when I picked it up is the back buttons are really pushy. 
they're chunky. They're well, like, yeah, they want big. to be pushed, though. Like yeah. the Steam Deck, you've got to really deliberately push them. <laughs> yeah. Whereas this one, I touched it and it was starting to click immediately. And I'm like, oh, I got to make sure I don't have my fingers on those. I guess because I, I have small hands and small fingers. So it doesn't, it, that's, I've never uh, accidentally clicked the back button. Yeah. Um, they're, they're big and chunky and they're like, yeah. you, know, you, you know, when you're clicking that. Um, and I, I've actually come to really like the loose sticks. Yeah. Because. They encourage now. So I don't know if you've ever seen any of my controllers. They, I always have uh, uh, caps on the mm-hmm. thumbsticks yep. because I need them to be sticky. I need them to stick to my thumb tips. Um, because of the looseness of these you, sticks, you don't require it. I don't need it. It's like it's almost like you know the touch pads on the Steam Deck and how yes. you kind of yes. have to have a kind of feather touch yep. to them. They they to kind of flow. This is very much like that. Yeah. This is like it's it's a very finessed kind of gentle feeling to them and it's it's really quite nice i have come to really like the sticks on the ally in a way that i didn't anticipate liking them because i i generally like a, a more resistant thumbstick yeah i mean it's concave versus convex so yeah now the, the d-pad looks like it would bug me the the, the circle it's, d-pad it's fine yeah. it's, it's it's not great it, it looks like it would give you a lot of false diagonals just because it rolls yeah. like that but yeah. um i mean the original xbox 360 had a d-pad like that and, and it was universally reviled but i never minded it yeah like all the people who did fighting games would complain about the 360 i'm not i'm not i'm not a d-pad uh Gamer. aficionado yeah. so you know i just use it for the functional thing so, i've never had a false uh input so yeah, yeah. so it, it's it's you've got it on both uh, have can you compare the Diablo Four experience on both? So it's really interesting. Um, now that all all of that being said, and this does relate to the Diablo Four thing, um, because Diablo Four is of course my main game. Yes, <laughs> we'll get to eventually. This is going to be a long podcast, everybody. We, we got um, we got things to oh, t- say. There's so many things. Um, so. Uh, the Diablo 4 thing is it's super interesting. So in general, I, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of cut to the chase here, but in general, yeah, you do get more frames from the ally. That is the absolute mm-hmm. truth. Yeah, yeah, you can. But the power requirements are pretty steep, and you really don't get those frames unless you have it plugged in. Sure. And that is, a, that is kind of a thing. Right? Yeah. So... I am still kind of on the fence about whether I'm going to keep this. Really? Um, wow. Yeah. So we're, we'll talk about that in a second. But anyway, the Diablo 4 thing. So yeah. Um, one of the things I've noticed, particularly in Diablo 4, I haven't really tested a lot of other games extensively, but I have done a direct comparison on Diablo 4 between this and the Steam Deck. And um, the frame rate is higher on the Ally at the same settings, mm. but more inconsistent oh. on the Ally. Interesting. So you will get higher, but you will also get dips lower. The Steam Deck is pretty much lock the Steam forty. Deck, yeah, if you really? once you're out of a town, if you hit your, if you uh, lock your refresh at forty on the Steam Deck, it pretty much stays at forty unless you're in town. And yeah, it's, and that's it's pretty yeah, impressive. That, that doesn't. Now the me. other thing is that the Ally, of course, is a 1080 screen. Yes, you can you can bump it down to the 720 if you want. Yep. Uh, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. It depends on if I'm on battery depends, or not. And and on the game too. Yeah. Um. But it's kind of hard to say. Now, one thing I have noticed is that the FSR, the Fidelity Super Resolution thing, mm-hmm. 
it looks much better on the Ally than on the Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. Oh, the for Steam sure. Deck, I never use it because it just looks terrible. Yeah, it's it looks, it's too low resolution yeah. to use it. Properly. On the Ally, I do use it because it looks fine. Yes, yeah. you know, on that particularly on that size of screen, you don't really notice the mushiness. Yeah, a ten eighty right? a ten eighty screen that size. Yeah. it's, it's going to definitely make a difference. So it's kind of a you know. Yeah, so it's it's. That's interesting that it's not a, a complete win. The it large print giveth and is... the fine print taketh <laughs> away. <laughs> hey, we got another Tom Waits quote in. The large print giveth and the small print taketh away. Yeah, it's, oh, it really is kind of that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a nice looking unit. My primary visual beef with it is it's not black and it will take your hand <laughs> junk and, and just yeah. let people know. That yes, I sweat out my hands. I'm a human, and yeah. I have CB. Do not eat Cheetos and <laughs> yeah. use the Rog Ally. Um, I think I think the Rog Ally Two, if they get to that point, is going to be. I you know I the, the, this thing maybe maybe they seem to be shifting some units. Yeah, and if if they make it to the version two, I think that will be a force to be reckoned. I with. I will say this for the Ally team at ASUS: they've been getting in front of this thing. They've been doing live streams like almost every day, and they've been pushing updates. Thing. Yeah, they've been pushing mm-hmm. updates, and it's like they know what they're doing. And it's like I said before: I think they've been siloed off, and they're like a whole yeah. separate thing. It's I a think, big company. I think the problem with it is going to be that the net, the ROG Ally is probably going to be within a year. And it's going to really alienate mm. the ROGLI one people because it's not going to be a huge update from that. Yeah, yeah, because the Steam Steam fans were were terrified that, immediately about about the Steam, Steam Deck, Deck 2. two. Yeah, and and yeah. no matter what Valve says, like guys, we're 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 focusing on a target here. Like, no, no, you're going to release Steam Deck two like six months from now, and <laughs> I'm going to feel like an asshole for buying the first one. So what's the point? But I mean, I totally expect there to be an ally too. By if there's going to be one, I would expect it to be within mm. within eighteen months. Oh, I I I would expect a year. Um, I think it's going to be a year. But I mean, that would be the really interesting one because they'll have ironed out any sort of hardware issues. Yeah. They'll have bumped up the things that they see need to be bumped up. Um, they might have a different style case. It'll be iterative. I expect though. to see more more interesting things come out of the, like just the, the firmware the software. For this thing. Well, they're going to do like, all the growing pains on yeah. this thing, and the next one will come out, and it'll be almost immaculate in terms so, of software so, experience. So this one, I think, is going to be just interesting to watch its trajectory. Absolutely. Right? Like, um, so one thing I will say, and this is something I only discovered like yesterday, um, I, among other people, and justifiably so at the time, scoffed at the whole 120 hertz screen thing because yeah. like what the fuck no one's running a 120 hertz like game like no one's expecting On this a thing to push 120 frames per second that's not the point it turns out this it's divisible by 60 and this screen size can only do variable refresh rate at 120 so you keep the refresh rate at run 20, you turn on VRR, and, and then you limit the frame rate in game to, to whatever you want it and to. And then it'll look good. And it's, it's noticeable. Like, even when you have big frame jumps, it still feels the experiential experience, uh, 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 experience, which is a bad way of saying that, um, of the game is still smooth and clean yeah. and nice. 
because you have variable refresh rate. You have to keep it at 120 to have the variable refresh rate. So it turns out there actually is a point to having 120. They just didn't say that up front. And if they had just said that up front, suddenly it would make sense, right? But they didn't, and it just went like, oh. I wonder what the performance hit is to keep it at 120. I it it doesn't seem like much yeah. like so I've done a whole bunch of like just kind of like okay I'm going to I'm going to I keep it at 120 now forever for everything and then I limit the frame rate in the game yeah. to whatever I want it to so it's usually 60 um and then I'll test it like on battery or on power yeah. power is always better always. and there's a whole there's a whole thing with like um you need a 100 watt power supply to get the full turbo mode wow because turbo on battery and turbo plugged in are not the same thing yeah it, it, it enables different things plugged in like it'll yeah. it'll unlock a lot of uh, uh caps and it is like really noticeable i didn't know it was 100 that's crazy yeah. um truthfully it's the same thing for the deck but the deck doesn't need it right? have, i mean like, have you thrown vampire one. survivors on it i haven't thrown vampire survivors on it but i, I would I probably should i would really be interested to see how it how, how long it thinks it'll operate on battery yeah. on vampire survivors but i have got to the point that i can maintain a consistent frame rate about the same as the deck and have the battery life be only slightly worse than the deck on battery yeah so it's fine yeah now, am I going to keep it is the question. Mm-hmm. I like it. I generally like it. I like having – the thing is I'm also used to having a Windows PC. Mm-hmm. So it's like none of the none of the things that people are freaking out about, I'm freaking out about because I know how to handle it, right? Um, but I understand why people might freak out about some of the, the weird jankiness. But I'm used to the weird jankiness. I know how to handle the weird jankiness. I've already got this thing set up the way I like it. You yeah. turn it on, it logs me in automatically. Yeah. People aren't used to that. People are still trying to use the, the faulty fingerprint sensor. No fingerprint sensor on any Windows machine has ever worked ever. Here's a newsflash for you folks. Don't use the fingerprint sensor. It's garbage. It always is garbage. Windows hello. Fuck off. Anyway, if I'm going to keep it, I pro- at this point I'm, I'm leaning towards yes I will keep it just because it's kind of interesting and fun and I like having the, the, the I'm not in any way thinking of like oh I'm gonna replace my deck yeah I was playing on the Steam Deck before you guys showed up just because I had this sitting here on the table plugged in and I'm like eh, I'm gonna play some Diablo Four I played on the Steam Deck because it was just there yeah right um, once you're in the Killing Fugue yeah exactly so. What I decided I'm going to base my decision on is I have the last the last journey to go on with the ROG Ally for me is doing the SSD upgrade. Mm-hmm. Can you still I, return it if you do that? Oh yep, yep. Really? Not, Just put it, the original one back in. They have they well, even have a, it open. they have a guide on their site of how you can upgrade the SSD. It is actually a bit surprising mm-hmm. about how how open and generous they're you being with this. You do need an external keyboard to get it into the uh, recovery, though. A lot of people no, probably you, had to, you have to hit, hit escape when no, you, you want don't. to put it in. Really? No, no you don't. No, nope. this is one thing Russ got wrong. You can really? actually, if you just hold down the the uh, volume down button, you go. Oh, the it'll go into the BIOS yeah. as and well. You can use the stick as the nice. Mouse. Yeah, I've already done it. Um, but I have the two terabyte Sabrin SSD coming. It'll probably be here Friday. Nice or um, Sunday. Sorry, today's Friday. Oh God. 
Um, so that's the final journey for the ROG Ally for me. Is So this is what the one thing that people have had some issues with is when they upgrade their SSD, the, the cloud recovery thing not working right. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I've got this already set up, so I'm just going to pull this hard drive out, put the new one in, see if I can make it go. If it goes, great. If it doesn't go, back to Best Buy. Yeah. So that's the final judgment. So you know what? The ROG Ally is fine. The Steam Deck also is fine. They're both fine. We're in an age of miracles. <laughs> I have a uh, mandatory work meeting in Collingwood next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And guess what I'm bringing with me? Steam Deck. The Steam Deck. So mm-hmm. I can Diablo 4 <laughs> from my hotel room while I'm not interacting with my coworkers. I'm like I said, I I enjoy the deck so much that that's what I won't. If I do end up sending back the ally, I I won't miss it because like the deck is is good enough. Like the deck on like even Diablo Four, which is my main game right now, it runs good. I'll I'll be honest, really well. The 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 thing that made that got my attention was the screen. Oh yeah, no, that's screen, that was the thing that nice. made me go because I, you know, the idea of a nice 1080p, 120 hertz. You know, well, we all know you can't be happy with what you have. Oh, you're, absolutely you're, not. You're, you're <laughs> chemically incapable. Yep, but still, I, I, that was that was what was getting my attention. So, I mean, I'm still, I wouldn't consider it at this point. I mean, I, I barely use my Steam Deck. I was about to say, is, have so. you have you used your Steam Deck significantly? I, I, I installed Vampire Survivors finally. So. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Have you fired it up? Yeah, I played it a little. Really? What did you think? Oh, it's nuts. It's so weird. I mean, that first level when you just got the whip and you're just I'm yeah. going, well, what's the fucking point? I mean, I can't, I'm not doing anything. What's going on here? We got, we got a whole journey to go on. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Um, so let me, let me get to the, to the final conclusion. Oh, absolutely. This is what the reviewers have to do, right? It's like, should I buy it or should I not buy it? Here's what I would say. If you own a Steam Deck and you are... I mean, most people will say if you own a Steam Deck and you're happy with a Steam Deck, don't worry about the Ally. Mm-hmm. I would go one further and say if you own a Steam Deck and are mostly happy with it, but a couple of things bug you, you would like more frames or whatever, you're still pretty much okay. Yeah, You don't need the Ally. Yeah. If you don't own anything, it really depends on what you want to play and how much work you're willing to put into it. Do you have a cutting-edge gaming rig, and have you kept it up to date? Yeah. If so, the ROG Ally is like your gaming rig portable. The like, thought that people are going to use it as a PC replacement is is insane. Like, But it's true. People are doing it. Yeah. Someone uses a Steam Deck for their... They work in um, radio frequency... And they have a whole testing rig that connects via USB to their Steam Deck, and their Steam Deck does all the actual packet sniffing and everything. Yeah, but Retro Game Core, I think he was using he's using a, a, a ROG Ally as a PC. Yeah, he, he was. So, he has the dock for yeah. it. He's uh, and I mean, in in that case, that that could be a true game changer. I mean, not, you can do a lot with the Steam Deck as well. With the fact that it is, as I said, it is a laptop without a keyboard. It is just a Windows PC. Yeah. It really just is. So, like things like you know, if if. Your entire game library is in Steam. Absolutely Steam Deck. No yeah. no question. But if you want to play anything on Battle.net or GOG or Amazon Games. And you don't or, want to have to jump through desktop Linux. there are a lot. Anything that isn't Steam native, if yeah. you want that, 
you might want to consider the Ally as your handheld because you are going to have an easier time getting that set up than you would having to learn cryptic Linux commands on the Steam Deck. Absolutely. So it really kind of depends on what your needs are and what you're willing to put into it, right? So it's one of those... Pick your poison. Like what? what it's what not a slam dunk. No, it's not a slam dunk by any means. No, and that's 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 the important thing I think to take away from. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just it depends on what you want to do. It depends on how much you're willing to to put it. It depends on how much you like to tinker. This is this is what Ross uh, Russ says at the end of most of his videos. Is like I, it, it, this is what it is for me, and it, it, yeah. if this fits your use cases, get it. But if not, I would avoid it. And this so. is what I like about we talked about Russ from Retro Game Gork. Shout out Russ. Um, Russ, <laughs> I love that the, the, Jamie posted a, a video that Russ did today about like an update on the uh, uh, how to keep it up to date, how, yeah. what, what to do out of box with our ROGL. Yeah, and it's I, I love Russ's video because he's like he's the anti hyperbole mm-hmm. <laughs> YouTuber, right? He's just like, yeah, you know, this firmware may had some performance hits. It's you know they'll fix it. It's fine. The, it's a, probably within a week there'll be a new one, and you won't yeah. have to worry about Instead it. Of, but like, but you know, if it was anybody else, it would be like you know shock, shock faces, guy, shock guy thumbnails, and like shouting and like, oh, it's just lied to us and it, it, fuck off. Like you know what this is. You don't need you don't need this bullshit for the clicks, right? And yeah. and Russ knows that. Yeah. I like Russ. Russ, you're good people. He is. Um, so yeah, it really depends on what you want. You got to do. You got to do some work, no matter what. Absolutely, that's what it comes down to. If you don't want to do any work, get a switch. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. it. We are not at the point yet where these things are not consoles. These are not. These are enthusiast devices. Yeah, they're not open the box and pick up and play your game. That's not where we are, and we, we may never be there. But the interesting thing for me about the Ally has been that I've actually kind of enjoyed the tweaking process. Of course. Because I'm that kind of person. Absolutely. I like digging into the guts and, and, you know, poking around and digging under the hood and doing stuff. If you don't like that or if you get lost and confused and angry, this is not the device for you. But if you do like that, fill your boots. Go ahead. This is This is the thing that will fulfill that because... It's a gaming PC, and with all of the advantages and disadvantages that a gaming PC has. And that's it for the ROG Ally. I never once called it the Rogue Ally. Are you proud of me? I don't Always. It's fine. (laughs) Okay. But do you smell that? It smells like Reddit's on fire. (laughs) It's getting a bit musky in here. It smells like poop. Ah, Can somebody else take this? Because I've talked a lot. So... APIs. Oh. Application programming interfaces. A lot of websites have them, and that's how third-party programs access them. Reddit recently decided that their pricing for the API, which they previously hadn't charged for, Mm. was going to be astro-fucking-nomical. probably a mistake. Well, I mean, it it, it drove people to the platform. Um, Third-party programs gave mobile users a reason to go to Reddit because their web experience was shit. And they didn't have a first party. They didn't have a first party app for years. Yeah. So they were basically letting mobile just drift away. Yeah. So the only re- way they engaged with mobile users was through Apollo. Reddit is fun is fun. Uh, they couldn't call themselves. Reddit came down on them and said, you can't call yourself Reddit as part of the name. 
So they did RIF is fun, which meant Reddit <laughs> is fun is fun. Oh, uh, I use Reddit Sync, which can no longer be called Sync. So a Reddit Sync, so it was Sync for Reddit. Um, <laughs> it, it's fine when it's for something, right. but Reddit Sync, it, there are copyrights like right. in there. Yeah. So lawyers got to get paid. So I've had I've had Reddit Sync for uh, eleven years Jesus. now. Um, and I've, I've had a paid account, That's a paid a version of it for of years. Um, eleven years, and it's it's the only way I interact with Reddit. Really, if I if I'm looking up something on the web and a Reddit link is there, I'll click on it and see the PC version and, and be thoroughly disgusted. But if I'm browsing Reddit, it's on my phone and through Reddit Sync. Um, so Reddit decided that since they weren't charging for the the API and they now absolutely have to make money because tech bros. Um, they were going to charge for the API. Well, it's more, I think it's been, it, yes, you're right. It is that, but it is also part and parcel with the rise of AI because, because they were harvesting stuff through the API. Everything, everything that chat GPT is trained on was, well, I mean, among the many billions of things that chat GPT was trained on was all of the data from Reddit. But Apollo and sync aren't the queries that are causing yes. APIs. You could charge, a, a, a sane amount of money and these things could pass like just pass on a subscription to the users mm. and cover the costs if i may this is not in the show notes and i would appreciate it if somebody added it because i don't think i'm capable of um kyle hill posted a video i think today mm-hmm. uh, of explaining exactly how chat gpt and other language model ais work mm-hmm. and it is brilliant and will uh, clarify everything and it is really really good um, and I, I suggest you watch it because it will also lead into why this API thing is happening because of the vast amounts of data that you need to train an AI on. I put insert a link to Kyle Hill's chat GPT video here. Thank you. Um, so they originally went to the developers and said, we're going to charge you a sane amount of money. It's not going to be like Twitter because Twitter had decided that they were going to charge all the third party people out the nose. Mm -hmm. So that was in April and they said, we'll get back to you in a month with what the final pricing will be uh, or in a couple months. So this month, uh, Apollo, uh, the developer went on his subreddit and said, I just had a phone call with Reddit about API pricing and I ran it through our API hit numbers, and for the amount of hits that uh, that uh, Apollo does in one month, uh, extrapolated across a year, it's twenty million dollars. It's going to cost us twenty million dollars. And this is a program access. that makes fifty thousand dollars a year, probably just if, on donations. If that, it's an, it's the iOS premier yeah. um, Reddit I interface. Um, and he I said, use it because the official Reddit app is garbage. A- it, so it used to be Alien Blue, and it used to be a fairly good app. And then Reddit bought it and just ran it through their shit ringer, mm-hmm. and it is now just full of ads. It feels and- like sabotage. Feels so like they're self sabotage. One hundred percent, they're trying to get rid of third party because they want oh, yeah. to drive everyone to their ad ridden first party app experience. Right. Because they're going to make money off of you that way. In theory. And then you can pay them to not see ads, but they'll still show you ads because they're slipstreaming them into the actual Reddit timeline now. Um, but so they're not making ad revenue off these third party uh, things. And the third party developers are making money to themselves and not to Reddit. So 
it, Apollo said it was going to be extrapolated for their their previous month's data uh, on the API. It was going to be twenty million dollars, and he said, "I can't." And once again, a company that its entire existence is based on the, the content who, that they get is from, from their users. Exactly, mm-hmm. user generated content, and they act like they're the ones that are doing all the work, mm-hmm. and that they deserve all the money, and that everybody again. There needs to be a realistic window for you know for how much something is worth and how much it costs to run and and you know and making some money off of it again capitalism, but you know they they lose their fucking minds and we're still in, and, and it's funny that it's happening now in the middle of what is effectively the collapse of Silicon Valley on so many levels like all the VC it's evaporating yep it's because all of these. Ultra billion dollar valuations. The biggest VC bank has gone uh, yeah, be- belly up because all of these insane, insane valuations yep. for these companies are finally f- being called they're, out. They're untenable. Like no, uh, it, absolutely, it's not based on like, reality. It's every based year on they wishes. hemorrhage money, it's, and then they come, and then they still claim like, no, no, we're worth forty billion dollars. It's almost like the bubble can burst. Right, exactly, and and every all these people are acting like that's never going to happen when it's it, it is happening. And and Reddit is about to and eat, has eat happened it. in yeah. the past again. But that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. We're back to that next <laughs> level where instead of learning the lessons, it was more like, uh, no, no, we need to make as much money as possible before the bubble bursts. We need to get out, and that's that's yeah. the real goal for these people is is finding out the exact exit point before it all goes to shit. So the Apollo Dev put up a thing on their subreddit, and that went wide. Like every subreddit, I think even unrelated to tech picked it up. Um, and it, it basically, the like I said, I don't think we can continue. Oh like, God, when, no. when they, when they implement this in July, July 1st, because they've got, they told them in May that this is coming. And then June 12th or something, they said, here's the pricing. It comes into effect July 1st. Yeah. Like literally not even a month yeah. to you're, figure out. You're going to owe us a million dollars by the end of August. Um, and they're like, oh, but we're not going to charge you on July 1st. You've got until August. And they're like, that doesn't mitigate the fucking giant bill we're going to have. It just means you don't have to start paying it until August. Um, so he said, you know, we're probably going to have to wrap it up. And so many subreddits use Apollo and sync and Reddit is fun to moderate because they've got advanced mod tools, which uh, Reddit's app does not. Um, Reddit barely has mod tools on the web interface. So it's all these apps that are being used to moderate these gigantic subreddits. So they all started saying, you know what? We're going to throw a, uh, a protest from the 12th to the 14th. And some of them are still going. I think Pix is still down, and Pix is one of the the, the default subreddits. Um, we're gonna we're gonna black out. We're gonna go private and put up messages that says, you know, this is what's happening. Talk to Reddit and then try to fix this. And uh, Reddit did an a- the Spez, mm. the CEO <laughs> did an AMA oh, where he answered exactly thirteen questions, and one of them was. Um, you know, we're not profitable. We're going to charge until we are profitable. These third party apps make money. And everyone's like, oh, so right there, you know, nothing's going to change. So Reddit has been hemorrhaging users. Its main subreddits are down. They were actually down for a couple hours because they, they, the core of Reddit 
can't account for picks and um, <laughs> awe and a couple of these other default yeah, subreddits um, being down, and it actually crashed their back end. Um, which again, they had I think to. This is, it's a very good point. I think this is what Reddit and like you know the VC people who are in charge of Reddit now don't get what Reddit is. Of course, mm-hmm. not. <laughs> right? like, it's not like it's staff writers yeah. writing stuff. Mm-hmm. It, this is people contributing. You're not Vice. Like, yeah, you're not, you're, yeah. You're not, like, you're not paying for content. People are creating this content for yeah. free, usually with third party apps. Um, so. They've they they basically said we're not doing this. This will end, and we'll still be here. Yeah. So a lot of people are are leaving, and yeah. there is a replacement called Lemmy, which is based on ActivityPub, which is a bunch of smaller instances running. So I've created an account on uh, sh. It just works. Or it just dot works. So shit just works. Um, and it's, it's basically regretted. I can go and find, um, the topics either on my instance or across the Fediverse and then bring it into a list and I can read everything and comment on it. It's just like, it's a very similar experience to Reddit and it's really been filling my morning scroll Mm. itch because I usually do like 15 to 20 minutes in the morning of while I'm uh, drinking my coffee, reading Reddit. And um, so things like that. There's another one. I can't remember the name of it. But um, Kabin. Kabin. Um, but uh, Lemmy and Kabin are both springing up as an activity pub solution, like yeah. a distributed solution to Reddit. And it's uh, kind of funny how, like, you know, the the, the activity pub federated, you know, anti. Um, so the, the decentralized, mm-hmm. you know, social networks. I'm not sure long term that they're going to be the thing, mm-hmm. but it's it's really interesting that they're this like, well, they're the life raft between the two things. Yeah, right. They're it's it'll be interesting because um, it's they're getting some mass. There's some of the yeah. sites are getting quite full and they're having to spin up new instances so as i said on the discord the the buzz is that the devs of both lemmy and cabin are kind of shitty people um so so some people have been kind of holding back myself included but the beauty of the fediverse and activity pub is that since it's decentralized no one person owns it yep. so it doesn't matter if the people who are who are developing yeah, like, one particular thing are shitty or their instances yeah. or you don't have to so go into just, a place that's federated with them it's like blue sky becoming a replacement to reddit and then you know and jack the creator of reddit or i mean uh, twitter. twitter is the guy who's who who created it and ran it which is weird like he basically left twitter and started twitter and I, I don't yeah. understand how that how it, it differentiates itself. And then he turns around and he says, "By the way, everybody, you should all vote for uh, RFK Jr. for president." And vaccines are bad. And also, <laughs> and, and it's just like you 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 absolute dick shit dip, dick face. You just you just basically took a giant shit on a burgeoning platform that people were happy to move to after because Twitter's getting actively worse mm-hmm. today motherfucking musk decided to announce that Twitter is going to pivot to video <laughs> 
I'm not even fucking joking. <laughs> what are they, Facebook for 2010? It's, oh. it's just, you can't write this shit. He's literally pivoting Twitter to video. <laughs> I, I mean, Musk. Jesus, Murphy. Elon, I mean, my bro, let me tell you about that. The, how that went 10 years ago. There's, a, <laughs> there's an article that was written a while ago. Or a book. I'm not sure. If, I think it was just an article about the enshittification of the internet. Yep. You it, can find that easy enough. Enshittification has become a term. And it's, but it's, there's an amazing article about it. And it's, it's just absolutely fucking happening. And what's going on with Reddit and what already happened and is still happening with Twitter is all part of that. And in, in the end, it's these, these man baby tech bros that are convinced that they know best, you know, and how, how, you know, Mus, uh, Zuckerberg, and his full commitment to Meta has Mus- gone completely Mus- to Muskerberg. shit. Muskerberg. Yeah. I, I, Muskerberg. I do enjoy how all these people start off as libertarians and then yeah. turn into rabid uh, <laughs> Republicans almost yeah. it's, it's immediately. It's almost like there's a vector there. But Jesus. And, and, you Don't know, call it a grift. This, the, what sucks <laughs> is that it really feels like the best years are behind us for the for what the internet oh, was. The I best mean, years of the internet were 1998 to 2004, and everything mm, has been downhill since then. Honestly. Like it was, things were going so well, and when GeoCities folded, that's when the internet <laughs> became crap. And and it comes it comes back to 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 the to the money, obviously. And in terms of you know how much does it cost to run this platform? You know, even going back to something awful, which comes from that era. You know, what did it cost to run the platform? Mm. You know, like it was a simple, mm-hmm. it was a simple uh, web. It wasn't even a web server. It, it was, was a, a goddamn PHP forum. BB. Yeah. How much did it possibly <laughs> cost? Like, you know, this bandwidth cost and all that. And you got people paying money to be part of it. And there was there was some level of income. And, you know, you weren't going to be a billionaire because you don't have to be a fucking billionaire. It, these things can just run and be well. Reddit could have been a, a nice it's a nice place to be. It was Red, an aggregator. Reddit was always full of VC money, though. Yeah, well, and that's it. And that's then it probably needed it to survive because of the sheer amount of bandwidth. And the, and that the it was only reason Reddit taking. became big is because Dig did a really bad pivot. Yes. and yeah. drove all their users to Reddit. I still, I mean, this is the old man part mm. talking, but it's like I still remember the Dig versus Reddit mm-hmm. wars. Where yeah, like where they were neck and neck for yep. a long time, and yep. then Dig did their thing, and it's Dig, like, well, Dig did a really badly. Dig, Dig done dig a hole. Nobody <laughs> learned a fucking thing. No. Well, I mean, some people did and then they left the company and then the people came yeah. in and are like, hey, you know what? Let's let's dig us. It's the, it's the Etsy vector mm-hmm. where it's like we make a thing that is cool and successful. Now and make it we, make money. And yeah. then we sell it to an asshole and then and they're going to make they're going to think they're going to make billions on it when it never should have come close to making billions. Yeah. But it's got everything's got to be worth billions of billions and billions and billions. So now Reddit, uh, so there's Reddit alternatives already cropping up. Oh yeah, I I, I haven't bothered looking into so it. So let me, from when I joined, let's say three days ago to now, has probably quintupled in users, and I, I think it was a, a fifty times increase in the number of created not subreddits but categories. And I'm sure that Discord has exploded as as well. Like people, the squared circle into, Discord, yeah. I think had seven hundred. 700 or the a thousand people join in a day when the the, the suburb went blank. The funny thing about Discord is that I mean I'm because you know I'm in the the, the tech pod mm-hmm. um, shout out tech pod I'm, I'm in the tech pod Discord because I I do the Patreon for tech pod um, 
And so everybody in the TechPod Discord is just waiting for TechPod to go down the or for Discord to go down this same road. Yeah. And inevitably, it's going to shit itself. Yeah. So it's, it's, worst case scenario, I will spin up an IRC server on my <laughs> web host, and we'll, we'll all just reconnect. There's a via, couple of like decentralized versions of of Discord that are kind of up and so um, there was one gilded, but it's run by fascists. Oh, and um, that's not good. We can't, we can't then there's things like matrix but that's let's host your own and it's just a lot of uh work yeah, yeah. i'm just gonna spin up irc and we'll just all go back yeah. to mirc mm-hmm. what was wrong with mm-hmm. that? i remember oh man talking about old man things mm-hmm. remember when you were on usenet and mm-hmm. people would get mad at i used you to be on the if, undernet to begin with if you posted something commercial mm-hmm. like or, an ad or um <laughs> on fnet and someone would kept stealing your nick when you'd log on <laughs> for more information go to our gopher Kids, yeah, I have no idea what the internet. Just what you finger like. admin at Operation Puppet. <laughs> Don't finger anybody. Don't unless they ask. Anyway, in the sh- in the short term, uh, I th- I have I feel like most of the subreddits are going to come back. A lot, so not a lot, but I'd say a couple hundred are staying dark. Yeah, and I, you know, uh, the, I think but most so. of them have alternatives. I think this Squared the Circle said they're going to stay down. Yeah, I'm not surprised, but I mean, there's still a bunch of other wrestling subreddits where the same information will still get. It's just a different community, like, like you know, Jamie and I are wrestling fans, and and the 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 vibe you get in Squared Circle is very different from the AEW subreddit or the WWE subreddit or wrestling or a bunch of them. There's it. There's different levels out of it you get the different maturity i didn't know any of these other subreddits existed (laughs) i see them in the feed i never look yeah there they show like i said the but you know something like wrestling feels more juvenile it's it's more a lot of haters a lot of anti whatever bullshit and sc is just a little more elevated but and and now they're off and the thing is it's probably going to do just fine as a discord and it'll do its own thing and reddit will will barely miss that, those people but you know and and enough they're they're going to keep doing dumb shit and and it's taken twitter like the 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 muskification started was it a year ago 5 years ago it feels like a thousand years ago that he took it over and we just said oh this isn't this is going to last like a month he's going to burn out so yeah. fast you know and he's still they're still getting kicked out of offices around the fucking world it's because he doesn't want to play it, a pay rent it's what i keep saying he just like, has all these shithole offices yeah and he wants to pivot to fucking video <sighs> inertia is a powerful force yeah it's terry pratchett said it it's people don't want a better tomorrow. People want the same tomorrow. Mm. It is, it is, it, it's just inertia. Inertia, you cannot, un, unless there is no other choice, no matter how bad it gets, it has to get unbearably bad before people will change. Here, here's a fun Twitter fact. Um, Elon Musk went off on Sacramento saying it's the shittiest place on earth to host a data center. Why would anyone do that when it's so hot in Sacramento? Sacramento sucks. I'm pulling our Twitter data center out of Sacramento. So he pulls this giant um, Twitter data center out of Sacramento, waits. Your ROG ally is, <laughs> is signaling the mothership. <laughs> 
It, it heard you wow. talking. Don't um, talk about Sacramento. So he pulled the data center Sacramento, waited a month, and then went in with Tesla and bought up that same uh, data center oh slot for cheap God. because they were desperate for people to go in there after he shit talked. That, and, it's and almost it, like he's a grifter. And then, and then that's when the lawsuits begin because it's, it's so obvious. He drove down the value of Sacramento in the eyes of people and then swooped in there with his other company to pick up cheap data center. And laughed Large and laughed and laughed. And small print taketh away. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. You know what would make this all better? Killing demons. <sighs> all right. I think, are we done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reddit yeah. sucks. Reddit sucks. It's not, it's not likely going to get better. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. The CEO has showed his leave. own ass. If I could just, one last thing. Hmm? Uh, what is it? My, my, and again, this is like old man talking stuff, but so what I have basically replaced kind of everything with is RSS. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. gone back to RSS. I have a nice RSS reader. I have gone to all the sites that support RSS and even some that don't or don't realize they do. Mm-hmm. And I have a nice feed reader. Even You can even get your subscribed Reddit uh, subreddits as an RSS feed, chuck those to an RSS reader so I have a nice little feed of all of the things I want to see and I can scroll through the headlines of all of the things I'm interested in. RSS, RSS, R, fucking SS. We already had the solution all along. It was right here like a Zen koan. Anyway, let's take a break and we will be back with pixels and tokens. Video games, board games, video games, tabletop role-playing games, video games. And now for pixels and tokens, where we talk about all kinds of gaming, but mostly video games. We ever talked about not video games? Not yet, but it could happen. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a it was a nice idea because you know back in the olden times there was a lot of discussion about tabletop. You know, eventually we'll play uh, one of those D and D games again. Yeah, or adventure board breakout Imperial Assault. Yeah, you know, at some point we will. Iron Sword. Let me talk about Iron Sword. Anyway, so we're talking about video games. So. Members of the jury, I submit to you. Uh, we're both we're both up on charges here. <sighs> so if I if I recall correctly on the last podcast, both JB and I were adamant that we would not play. I'm I'm gonna let it go six months and see <laughs> yeah. how the patches go. They were both very I was, confident I was that it wasn't angry gonna happen. At the multiple currencies? Yes. Yep. Something? Yes. Which hasn't even come into effect it hasn't yet. Hasn't even happened yet. So yeah, I had. A week. You still have time. There they, is. They have. They haven't applied them yet. I will. I will say this for my previous comments because I feel judged because I'm judging myself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I, I wasn't necessarily wrong. I just haven't yet been proven right. That's right. right. Yeah. You, you haven't gotten to that. <laughs> point. Still early. Yeah. But um, so you know, I went through some shit. You know, dentally, etc., and that caused a lot of anxiety. And I really, really tried to avoid 
Diablo you're like, Four. Path when, of when, Exile. When did you buy it? Oh, gosh, Two days remember. after trying to play Path of Exile. Yeah, so you know, we, I, 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 I wanted a Diablo like. That yeah. was the thing. Did you get it on launch day, or did you get the version that you play early? Oh, I didn't get the early. So you got it on launch day, June sixth. Yeah, I must have. Yeah. I, so okay, I know, I know you're you're getting to a point, but I'm I'm just trying to figure out the timing here because. Somebody won a copy. Ah, so ah, yes. I was. was on genius. launch day. I had all kinds of, you know, I was going to like, oh, yeah, I'm going to stick to this. I'm not going to get Diablo. I'm going to let it uh, let it breathe. <laughs> you know, Diablo 3 needed a good year and oh, a bit Lord, to, to really get the whole real money auction house out of it. Um, so I'm like, I'll let it breathe. And then Fallout, who I, I view his streams because he's Shut a up, Destiny, Destiny uh, streamer. Um, he came on on launch day and was playing Diablo 4. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? I'll just watch his Diablo 4 stream, just see how it looks. And he was giving away, uh, for every, I think it was every 10 gifted subs people gave, he would give away one copy. And I roll in right at the beginning of his stream and someone gives him, uh, 50 subs and he's like oh crap okay so that's five copies i was planning on only giving away five copies and then someone rolls in and gives out another 50 subs and he's like i'm capping it at 10 <laughs> this is getting expensive so he had 10 copies to give away that first day um the first one went out he was doing it at the top of every uh he was doing two at the top of every hour because he was only planning on streaming for five hours that day and uh, the first one went out, and it went to somebody. And the second one out, and I won it. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, oh, okay. So, Shit? Yeah. Well, I guess I'm playing Diablo now. So now that I now that I think about it, it was within, because they did that early launch thing. Where right. You bought, if you had the, 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 yeah. the deluxe edition. So I knew that was access. coming. So in the in the build up to that, I I tried a couple of other things. I tried Path of Exile, mm-hmm. which is still excellent. Mm-hmm. I must say, Path of Exile good on you you're a good thing it was it was it was quite enjoyable it wasn't it wasn't that flavor didn't quite hit it right i also tried oh gosh i've forgotten the name of the game um last epoch that's oh i haven't heard of that one (laughs) there is it's an early access steam game right now that is definitely doing the diablo like thing yeah um it's definitely by it's a smaller developer, and they're definitely by people who really, really like Diablo two, yeah, and who think that was the best game ever made, and are just trying to make that again, yeah, um, in, including all of the not great things yeah. about it. It's also running on the um, what is the the Valve engine Source the Source engine yeah. really wow yeah so it's not great on the Steam Deck I gotta say that's really, um, that, that doesn't make any sense here's here's the funny part. Uh, it does have a, a native Linux client. Mm-hmm. It does not run on the Steam Deck. You have to run it on Proton. Jeez. Oh, wow. <laughs> to, to get it to run at all. Wow. It's not good. Um, there's there's some rough edges. that It just didn't quite hit it. Yeah. So because I had all of this stuff on the horizon with the dental work and I was feeling major anxiety and I was like, I just need a distraction. I'm like, I'm a, fu- I'm a cave. I'm going to do it. So I got... Diablo 4. So Jamie and I are both playing Diablo 4, so be- despite the fact that we said we weren't going to. Funny funny thing is um, he he was giving them away. He's like, okay, so just give me your Battle.net account, and I'll transfer the game to you. 
So the first person gave the account and he tried to, to, to gift it. And it's like, oh, no, you got to be friends with them for three days. It's so somebody doesn't take a hijack your account oh, sure, yeah. and then get their friends in and then give them a whole bunch of stuff from your account. Yeah. Uh, he's like, this is really annoying. I wish I could tell them that I'm doing this. And because he was just doing this out of his own pocket. It wasn't like Blizzard gave him codes. Mm-hmm. So um, I had to wait until Friday to get my uh, my copy. And in the meantime, I'm like, well, if I'm getting it on PC and everything transfers, I've got a whole whack of Microsoft points from using uh, Bing. Um <laughs> Wait, you use Bing? Yeah, I mean, I, I transitioned. You know what? Good for you. I, I transitioned to... Um, I say good for you. I transitioned to Microsoft Edge, and I'm just like, I'm not going to go through and try to gut Bing out of it. I'm just going to use Bing. and they, Plus, I've got a Microsoft account. It and can't be worse than Google at this point. It's, well, it's they're actually, literally paying you to use it. Yeah, basically. So I got $50 <laughs> in gift cards from uh, my Microsoft points. Right fucking on. That's and then for $50, I got the standard edition on Xbox. So now I can play it on both things, and nice. the characters transfer between them. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, maybe you don't know, because I don't know if you have the standard edition on both. Yes. But like, if you have the standard edition on one platform and the super stupid edition on another. So I was listening to Nextlander's thing about this, and the content transfers, but the early access didn't. Because okay. the other whatever is standard doesn't have the early access flag. That makes sense, but I guess like but, if I have a skin, yeah, or the skins or, or anything like that is account wide. Yeah, the season pass will be by the account. Right. Okay. So, but but the the actual early access was by a token I on the platform. Realize that it's going mm. kind of like hang on because it is it is cross thankfully cross platform. You, you associate your yeah. um, your Battle.net account with your uh, your Microsoft account and. And your characters just appear in both yeah. places. Uh, and it's really nice to sit down and say, like, because I've got a, a large uh, OLED TV, and it's just really, because it's nice, nice as it is to play it on that. It's nice to sit back and see it on oh, a yeah. giant screen. Yeah. Um, and it's it's got hooks. It. It. You know I, what? It's a Diablo. And it is it's, a Diablo-ass Diablo. It's re- it's refreshing that they hit the ground running with it. It's yeah. like I, I went in, I created a Necromancer, and then I immediately, like I, I exited out and went back, and I'm like, I'm going to create a Rogue as well, because I wanted to get them both going, and I was going to, I intended to do them at the same time. And I started, I'm like, okay, so I've got the Rogue created, and I'm here now, I'm going to start playing, and I got totally friggin' addicted to the Rogue. And um, good. I got I, this. I did exactly the same thing. I was and I was expecting him to do the necromancer, and it's like I got into the rogue, and I'm like, huh. and I usually do rogue. That's why I wanted mm-hmm. to do necromancer this time, just because mm-hmm. I'm not usually a necromancer main. And I had a whole concept for my necromancer that if you are on the Discord, you know about Beverly. It's so good. But um, I got I got stuck into the, the the rogue, which is my usual main, and their rogue is so unbelievably roguey. The twisting blades <laughs> build like, is so <sighs> so good when you get it going off. It does a thing that um, I don't think. WoW does anymore with their current meta, but they used to, in that positioning is a yes. thing. It's like where where you're standing in relation to the mob is an important thing. So it's a you backstab. Wanna, you want to start at this this yeah. side of the uh, the group and then end up on this side of the group, and your blades 
we'll we'll go through the entire line of them to get to you. And this is, I think, one of the important things about what differentiates how Diablo does their thing as opposed to other Diablo likes is that Diablo has a pacing to it. There's a rhythm. Mm-hmm. There's a flow state to it that other other games have tried to nail. I will say Path of Exile comes it's, close. It's pretty close. But it's the closest I've, I've well, seen. Well, they're, they're very good students of Diablo. They are. Um, but they still haven't quite nailed mm-hmm. it to the point that Diablo has. And this is one of the things that D4, thankfully, does do very well. It, it gets the flow state down mm-hmm. very well. So there is a, a kind of rhythm to it that once you once you understand your rotation and once you get into that into that state... It just goes. It just flows like water. It's it's beautiful. And That's it's, encouraging. It's a very kind of almost zen like, you know, the Diablo trance is real. We keep saying it, yeah. but it's true. I'm guessing that the complaints people have about it right now are probably things that will eventually well, get changed. It, like the biggest complaint, honestly, that I'm hearing about is the horses. I guess the horses suck. I mean, they're fine, they're, but I, they're, there's better ways that you should. There should be better ways to get around I mean, the map. They, 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 mobs attack you less when you're on a horse, and you've also got to sprint on the horse. I, I don't know what they want the horse to do. Yeah, I, do, I, I mean, guess they, they just want to be able to just teleport all over the map. I guess so, but that's what that's what the waypoints are for. Yeah, the waypoints are still for. there. So. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah I don't know. No, the horses like, are fine. Okay, like they I come, said, I just if, <laughs> I get the feeling they that come in a bit late to the mix, but it's like Kevin said to me on the Discord. It's to let you appreciate the size of this map because it is huge. Yeah. But yeah. so you you have to unlock the horses, and it's like the end of Act Three, beginning yeah. of Act Four, yeah. um, that you get the horse. But you have to go through a journey to get there. Sure. But by the time I unlock the horse, I'm like, oh god, this is a big world. I'm glad I have the horse now. Yeah. So Boy, it, sure would be nice if I could get some nice armor for this horse. <laughs> you sure can. I'd even pay for it if I could get some nice Here's armor for this. They give you some for I, free. I unlocked. Um, not only an, uh, a skin for the horse, but mm-hmm. I unlock a trophy for the horse today for wow. the first time ever. Nice. So, like, they just drop off of mobs. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? So far, the microtransaction shit is purely cosmetic. 100% cosmetic. And I couldn't give a shit I, about yeah, any of I it. I accidentally <laughs> tabbed the story every so often, and I just go through the things, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's yeah. fine. Oh, that looks cool. Not going to give you 20 bucks for it. Um, so It doesn't even look that cool. No. Like, it, compared to the And how often are you going to really the see game? it? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, the mm. best part about Diablo 4 is that loot goblins are still in the game. Mm. And... I will occasionally be just cruising through some area on my horse, see one, and immediately have to bail off of it and then end up <laughs> kiting this entire roll. line of mobs as I'm chasing this goblin. So the horse has, like, there's the, there's the sprint, there's the dismount, and then there's the fancy dismount. The action <laughs> attack dismount. You can actually attack while dismounting well, from your horse. I fucking hope so. And it's, it's glorious. It's the like rogue this, one like, is real good. Yeah, the rogue one is like this it is, This flurry of arrows comes down. and it's just So it's all about positioning. Oh. If, you, if you get off your horse too close, the arrows all fall behind the enemies. But if you get off in just the right spot, you can strafe this entire area of enemies with arrows. I'm sure the barbarian's got an excellent dismount. Oh, I'm sure. I haven't made the, the only class I have. The barbarian is the supposed barbarian. to be quite good. They've had to nerf uh, Whirlwind at least once. <laughs> yeah, spin they the win. Spin the they win. really, because of the beta, the the fact that it capped out at twenty, 
uh, it made the barbarian look like crap. Yeah, like and when I because I, I played a barbarian melee in general, yeah, wasn't great. It was it, uh, you they could, did a lot of tweaking. You couldn't solo the boss at between the, the server as, slam as and now. Apparently, they've tweaked. Oh, the I'm sure. A lot. And plus, once you grind past the twenty, it's fine. So, um, and they just had a uh, a campfire stream today, and they were addressing a lot of community concerns. Like yeah. they're they're active. They're saying they're active on Twitter. They're active on their own forums. They're active in the Reddit. How dare Activision Blizzard pretend they care about people? People. How dare they? Let's Rod, not go that far. So Rod Ferguson is the, the the general manager in charge of Diablo, and he came from the Coalition, and before the Coalition, he was in Epic uh, as their Gears of War guru. He's the guy who, who made Gears of War, I think, two through four a reality, like as, as a producer. And uh, he's now the, the, the guy in charge of Diablo 4, and he's very interested in keeping the the power fantasy alive the right. like the they're the, trying to the straddle of the with the everything scaling to your level they're trying to make it difficult without you just face rolling certain areas mm. but they also want you still to feel powerful against things that are at your level or even above if you're doing a stronghold mm. so they they're very much trying to make this work in a way that keeps you on the hook like they don't want you to really and they really done it like i you know uh, the first time i tried a stronghold i did it with my necro first which mm-hmm. my necro is by my, my face roll build this yeah. is like you know whatever the pets go kill things and i just stand back and shoot bones at them yeah. whatever um but the rogue you have to get in there and you're face to face and it's melee and it's like eh. i accidentally soloed two last night as my uh, rogue and it was a lot of fun so i, I the first time i did a stronghold i i just assumed like i would strongholds no because strongholds automatically scale to two levels higher than you are yes right the, what, so whatever like, your level it'll always be higher i was like i there's no way i'm gonna do this with a rogue and the first time i went in and i did it with a rogue and at the end of it, I was like, yeah, fucking, I yeah, did it. sense of accomplishment. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. It was great. I want to know how much the development of this game was affected by the release of Diablo Immortal and the insane reaction, mm. the insanely negative reaction they got from gamers for, my, for a very good reason. My suspicion is that they're fairly siloed. That, that Well, that was the, NetEase making that yeah, one. Yeah. I'm sure they, there was design work right. coming having, from them. Having played a fair amount of Diablo Immortal mm-hmm. and then now this, they don't, it doesn't... There's, but you also got like, out before the true evil of the game would would have been inflicted upon you. I don't know because it was like a month ago. Like, no, but I'm I mean, saying, but but the 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 level you had to get to, like you you oh, yeah. you, you hit well, the you hit the wall, and then it was literally I now you got to you got to drop some wall. cash. Like, I just didn't yeah. care. You just enjoyed it. You <laughs> yeah. enjoyed what you did with it, and that's fine. But it was, I was designed testing controller yeah. configs in the Steam Deck. That, it was, <laughs> that was designed <laughs> to hit a point where okay, now it's time to pay. The um, there was a re- uh, an article came up today that said that Diablo Immortal made five hundred million. In a year, oh, there yeah, it no, is. No, Diablo Mortal is making bank. Like, yeah, it is. It is successful. We, like the nerds can can cry all they want about how evil it is as a platform. It pulled in half a billion and dollars. This is why I I balk at the the deification of that asshole who came up in at BlizzCon yeah. and was like, "Is this a joke?" I hate that fucking guy because like 
yeah, okay, you may not like this, but you're a shithead for standing up in front of a whole bunch of people with a camera pointing at you and like saying this shit in front of people who are doing this for a living. But yeah. it does it does help that I mean, the fact that it made half a billion dollars and they didn't implement the yeah. worst parts of it into Diablo 4 that that's that's heartening. I will say that yeah, the 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 audience uh reaction, the community reaction to Diablo Immortal has definitely informed D4. Yeah. And at the very least they they understand that the 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 hatred that came out of the reaction to Immortal was based on don't do this to Diablo 4. Yeah. Like we we this is fine. It's a mobile device. Don't Turn Diablo Four into this this, yeah. this shit show. Absolutely, yeah. The other thing is, I have not seen a game launch where the servers have been this stable. Oh my god! I, I mean, I don't know if they have it's a crazy infinite number of them, or or they what. obviously spent some money on the servers. Well, to, they, to they, not they have they this also they knew you know how big it was going to be. Well, the other and... thing is, they've got a live ops team that has dealt with World of Warcraft yeah. for what two? Is this year? Two dec uh, two decades. It was two thousand three. Don't, do don't do the math. Don't do the math. Two thousand three. The beta yeah, came out right. So yeah. twenty years of World of Warcraft. The beta when the beta test hit for four, uh, there was initially a few people that had that hit a queue for the beta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where they had to wait, and obviously it's a beta. They're not going to go full friggin' like sure. they called it the server slam for a reason. Yeah, I they think. wanted they wanted to <laughs> and test. It, and it, the clue is in the title, kids. They literally are saying we are testing the servers with this. Go nuts. We want to make sure that when the game comes out in two weeks, that it's ready to go. Obviously, server slam was a success because I you don't see any reports about people saying I had to sit in a queue for an hour before I could actually play the friggin' game, even on launch day. So people some, were playing it. Some hardcore characters have died to disconnects. Yes, and that could. Just just be local ISPs or uh, upstream issues, or it could be whatever instance they were on. But I mean, in terms of overall people getting into the game, I it, it, this is unprecedented. And this is the funny thing that people don't really, you know, and, and D four was not marketed as this. It's an MMO. Yeah, it just is. Yeah. Like, there's no difference between this and like World of Warcraft. It's, there's no offline mode. There's no. It's just an MMO, yeah. and so that's why it's kind of hitting all of my comfort points. Because mm-hmm. like I'm an MMO player. I since World of, or since uh, EverQuest, I've yeah. been like, yep, this is my thing. So I was gonna buy it for my brother for his birthday, and he's finishing his MBA. Okay, and and we both agreed, bad idea. <laughs> He's got like twelve weeks left, and this probably would have ruined the whole thing mm. if I had to actually en- enabled him to play it. I will likely purchase the PC version. And Matt will probably buy the Xbox for it. Well, he'll, I don't think he's got a PC that could. Well, I don't know. His laptop could probably run it, but it does have crossplay. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. that's that's the. Important I was thing. Um, the the guy we we invited to the the only other person in the Operation uh, Puppet uh, Guild uh, is, <laughs> is only three of us is so only far. playing on PC, and I was playing on the Xbox. First Speaking of him. MMOs, there's guilds. Yeah. <laughs> like we have oh, a, yeah. there is an official operation puppet 
Diablo 4 Guild if you want in. Hit, hit us up. Hit us up. And there are rewards for being in a guild in the game as are well. There? I, I don't, don't think so. so. I think it's just so, so you can find your people that yeah. you want a game with uh, Interesting, because, I mean... It's a social thing. It's like Destiny, like, yeah. your clan, you know, there are rewards for being in a right. clan and, and for playing I with your clan I would mates. imagine maybe in the season. Maybe, maybe in the season. That's but, interesting. Or okay. maybe down the road, but... And that's the interesting... But, I mean, you already get an XP. I had to design a logo. But there's... Just being in a group is a fairly significant XP buff, and right. uh, that's that's you're rewarded for playing with others and, and, and having them there. It's a lot easier because your social page will show you basically everyone that's both uh, on your Battle.net friends list and your Xbox friends list, mm-hmm. so it can get unwieldy. So a, a, a guild really helps you narrow it down to the people you want to play with. Yeah, no, I, like I said, I'm I'm likely going to be um, playing it very very soon. Um, I I highly recommend it. It's, uh, I'm 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 glad. I mean, you know, there's no. This isn't a hypocrisy thing. You made a decision. No. It was an, you made an informed decision We're to hypocrites. not buy it, and then <laughs> well, you want a copy, and you needed a, a fix. Because you were that, in a that, bad place. That is true. I was in. I was in like a weakened emotional state. Yes. And but before I made the decision, I did do the research right. about what the current state of microtransactions are, mm-hmm. and I decided I was comfortable with that. When so. we discussed it previously, your reaction was I. Uh, uh, I don't want to say over the top, but I it, mean, was it was knee jerk. It was it was definitely you're, you're absolutely I, right. I wanted to, I was going to engage a little more on it and be a little <laughs> more defensive at the time, but I figured no, no, we don't really know how it's going to play out anyway. So, but because you were you were you were overwhelmed by the, by the currencies yes. at the time, but again, which it, have yet to kick in. The currency so. is very much a parallel to the silver in in Destiny Two, where right. it's you buy it with cash, but it's just for for cosmetics, and and it's great. We're at this point where the developers have said, no, no, we get it, we get it. We're going to make so much fucking money on this game, guys. We're happy to. We're going to make money just on the cosmetics, and that's great. You know, the, you're paying ninety bucks Canadian for a game now at at the entry. And you know if if you're going to get your ninety bucks worth off the out, out of the gate, fantastic. And as far as you know, as long as the microtransaction stuff stays cosmetic, yes, I'm fine yeah. because like, and this is where the microtransaction thing and me personally they they fall down mm. because I actually like the look of newbie armor. Like okay. when I do transmogs, I usually transmog down to something, yeah. something like the, the newbie armor. I just like how it looks. It's also nice that that sticks for those slots. Like your weapons yeah. will change, but the, uh, the, the all your armor slots, mm-hmm. the, regardless of what you've got in there, it'll look like whatever you've transmogged like them most to. Most of the time, like right now, my characters are like I have I – have, because you can save outfit slots, mm-hmm. right? And so I have an outfit slot that's like, well, the head is showing nothing mm-hmm. because most of the helmets are like – but the you know I didn't I didn't pick this hair to not see it absolutely right so like I have that as nothing and then everything else is whatever I'm wearing and that's appropriate because yeah. until I get to stupid level then you're gonna this transform. is what I earned yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean this is yeah. what I got this is my drop I don't care if it doesn't look like a set mm-hmm. this is what I'm wearing this is what this is what dropped off the mobs I killed therefore. This is these are my trophies. And when you're zoomed right? out, you don't see any of it anymore. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Is like you're so far as particularly if you're playing on oh I don't know my handheld PC mm. and D- that like you don't see it. And you D3, the only time it. you'd really see the the gear was when you were loading it loading it up and looking at who was in the party, and you'd see everybody. It zoomed in. Yeah, you get a nice look you, at everybody. You still get gear. that on the uh, the 
the social page. Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's when you're going to see the gear. I do have to say, the loading screen when you load into your character on Diablo 4 is fucking glorious. It's like the rogue when you start with your back to the camera and, and then you, you turn, turn around, around and you yes. look at it. Oh, the character select screen. Every single time. It's like, yep, yeah. oh. that's... That's my character. That's yep. it. That's I'll probably pick that up in the next week or so, yeah, or it's... or I'll wait until July because we got a busy goddamn week coming up. Anyway, <sighs> okay, so you know we're two hours ish. Yeah, now I, I don't so want to. Should, we should probably move on. Yeah, games happened. Yeah, I mean we're not going to get into all of this. I mean I here's the thing i i crunched the numbers i i oh boy. we went i went through stand by for the number crunching you i went through crunch numbers the the playstation showcase which we already discussed on the, on the show crunch numbers. and then there was the summer games fest which which is basically e3 for those of you who don't know uh historically e3 was when game companies would announce what was coming out over the next year electronics Entertainment exposition. That's it. And, you know, they had a physical show and they would, you know, initially it was just just floor stuff. You know, people would go and see the demos and that was that. And then they started doing major productions where they had theater shows where they would do a two hour showcase like Xbox would do one. PlayStation would do one. Nintendo would do one. It was pretty glorious at the time. Honestly, I I loved it. I really enjoyed those days with those big shows and the big reveals and the incredible stuff. and then uh, all the e, the E3 company um, kind of lost their minds and they got too big for their britches. <laughs> and then COVID hit, and that was it. Uh, the companies decided they didn't need E3 anymore. And E3 is like, fine, we'll do it without you. And then literally nobody well, the wanted to work with them. Was like, it was always it's a trade show. It was a trade show in an era before social media. Yes, right. And that was the thing. As soon as social media hit, and the companies could then reach consumers directly mm-hmm. exactly Suddenly, it, it was not it was not necessary to yeah have. it became kind of irrelevant yeah. so that's when the hype thing started right and then that's when because of covid suddenly, so so jeff keely uh get old keely uh, saw a moment of weakness and then during the <laughs> fall the during the fall of e3 he started the game awards which come out in december and so the game awards, which, you know, they would give awards for the best of the year. Uh, but then they would also do a shit ton of world premieres where they would have ads during the show yeah. showing up what was coming out in the next year. And it very quickly became a, the real showcase for it. And then he also added Summer Games Fest because, you know, six months apart. It's kind of perfect. So during the, the slot where E3 would happen, now you've got Summer Games Fest where the same thing basically happened. So he has his own show called Summer Game Fest where they did a live show and they, they do platform platform agnostic releases basically there's no ex, no exclusive well there's a few exclusive titles in there but for the most part it's not just an xbox thing it's not just all yeah. all of the companies are welcome to premiere it their materials it's more about the developers than the than the game companies yeah so um and then after that there was the xbox showcase slash starfield extravaganza and then there was the Ubisoft thing. Then Ubisoft did their little thing, and uh, even Capcom said we can do it too. They it was sad, but they still had their own little. Was it like thing. last year that they were just like play push push play in the video? Yeah, yeah. make it go. Oh, God, it was rough. So, um, so I I broke it down, and over the course of these 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 uh, shows, 
So there was a total of 97 games. I, I, I missed, I didn't put Starfield in the list here. So there were 97 games announced amongst these shows. There was a crapload of other, other showcases as well with indie stuff, which I'm not going to get into. So there were 69 PlayStation games. Uh, and I didn't break down the specific exclusives at this point, but 69 of those titles were available for PlayStation. 66 were available on Xbox. 83 are on PC which really surprised me and because that's largely because of uh, Microsoft's Xbox platform also deciding Game Pass going out of the PC. Yeah, right? like go, Game Pass and all the consoles are basically they're doing Windows releases. How many on Switch? Uh there were like 9 because <laughs> because Nintendo does their own thing. So only Nintendo and, and a, is the a handful of the titles world. a handful of the titles are a uh, they're across all the platforms. Probably a so. lot of that was on the uh, Capcom. But there's a lot of other... I think I say nine, but it was probably more like 20. But for the most part, the Switch cannot do what most of these titles are showing off. There were six mobile titles, which also includes uh, Ubisoft's um, Assassin's Creed VR game, which is on Meta. And so the, it is uh, not available on PSVR. Obviously, they made an exclusive deal with Meta to make this game for Meta. And that Division mobile game they've got. Oh, my Jesus. Yeah, Division <laughs> Resurgence. Wow. So, okay, I'm, we're going to jump around a lot. Okay, let me, let me finish the numbers. Um, 21 Game Pass titles out of these 96, 97. Yeah. That's a lot. That's, yep. that's a that's lot absolutely of D1 crazy. exclusives. And that was the, that was the biggest takeaway for me. Yeah, that was the biggest takeaway wow. for me from the Xbox one. They, they snuck in and they, they owned it. Basically, like PlayStation's was okay, but there were no real Microsoft came out real strong yeah. in terms of what they showed and how good what they showed was. They're, they they're, they showed stuff that was mature. I mean, mature in terms of development, but um, a lot of interesting titles. I mean, the fact that they, they opened we, with Fable. Do we want to start cool. there because everyone was saying Fable was bullshots, and it came out that the devs say that that, that was running on a Series X. So yeah, and, and so I'll, all of that Richard Ayadade yeah. uh, footage was in engine on a series right. x and that's beautiful and and it's funny because after the you know playstation showcase and and the, and even the summer games fest and then ubisoft comes out and what do they have just like ad after ad for their games were pre-rendered trailers yeah, oh, most yeah. of it the only thing they showed that was actually in engine was the was outlaws yeah and even then it's it's they just they couldn't help themselves. It's just, despite the fact that all like Sony and, and Xbox both agreed, no, 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 we're we're tired of the pre-rendered shit. Nobody's impressed we're by that anymore. We need to show what it actually looks like in the game. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be gameplay, but at least it's engine. It's stuff that we can actually render in game. Like Ubisoft's no, like, but we already paid for the shitty pre-rendered. No shame video. in that. The engines look great. Exactly. Yeah. No. But I like, think awful. a lot of Ubisoft stuff wasn't at a point where they could show yeah. that, which is entirely possible. Like Division Resurgence's trailer, it was basically selling the idea of a shooter. What the fuck? You're not inventing anything. It's literally, yeah. it was just like, hey, remember Division when that came out six years ago, seven years ago? What if you could play that on a phone? That was it. That was all their pre-rendered bullshit trailer was. The Crew Motorsport. What if you could drive in cool places? Like, just a whole crazy, like, who's watching this going, holy shit, that the looks worst, amazing. The worst part is it's a day after uh, Microsoft showed the next major tick Forza game, which yeah. looks stunning. And it was 
I well the four I think Forza had a mix of engine and pre render, but was at the very some least pre render, but it was a lot of in engine. But Ubi just couldn't help themselves. They had to keep doing these shitty three minute long if what was probably very expensive trailers that were meaningless. So Microsoft current, showed mindset. Fable, yeah. but then they showed Star Wars Outlaws. And Star Wars Outlaws looks like it might be my shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, again, we're not going to get into the... into the. There's, they announced so much shit. They, they showed Payday 3, which I actually have a friend on Discord who works for the company that is Starbury Studios. He was actually in charge of, I believe, enemy design and uh, implementation. Um, and I'm really excited for Payday 3 because Payday 2 is, it, it, well, it's puerile. It's a lot of fun mm. uh, casing a joint and then successfully extracting a bunch of cash from a bank. And it's Game Pass. Uh, it'll be on Game Pass. And it's September, I think it's coming up. Sea of Thieves X Monkey Island mm. is so my shit, I Was cannot even any, tell you. Ron Gilbert had no idea. <laughs> but, but Ron Ooh. Gilbert doesn't own any of it. Uh, it's all LucasArts. Yeah. Um, they, the, LucasArts brought him back to do his encore to it, and then they used the Monkey Island 1 stuff for this. But it is... So Sea of Thieves did the Pirates of the Caribbean thing two years ago, yeah. where they took all kinds of original, like, deep-cut archive shit from Disney to make uh, the, the, the Pirates campaign, which is a, a standalone story campaign within Sea of Thieves. And I'm really looking forward to uh, this Monkey Island one. There's lots of titles that look great. They'll be, they'll be fun to play. And there's some original titles, like Immortals of Avian, Avium, which is you know, like an FPS magic shooter, which which it's it's very next-gen. It's got a lot of particle effects and light effects and stuff. Hopefully, it'll be fun, you know, but it's... It, it was your mood it, Yeah, you know, it, and, and it, it, that, there was a lot of... I, I mentioned in at some point how um, the artistry on display in a lot of these titles is, is insane. Like the Talos Principle 2 and the environments yeah, these people are creating. There's a lot of style. Oh, my this, God. This you know, uh, what is it? The... Um, the one about the night. Um, it's a, I see Cat Quest. Oh, the Plucky Squire. Plucky Squire, where you go from like a 2D uh, a cartoon oh, yes, into yes. a full world where you're running around the kids' playroom. And, you know, that was a real shocker. And it looks incredible. And I'm, I'm very excited. But that's a cross, that's cross-platform. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of perfectly cromulent titles. But there was nothing truly earth-shattering flight that was simulator dune that's gonna be fun you know just a fun little romp taking an ornithopter ripping around arrakis you know take it for a rip as they as they say um well we got to talk about the gorilla in the room uh starfield yeah i mean i was i Do was on the know? fence about it well you know <laughs> i i am fully invested sure. what, what they I... showed was exactly what i wanted kevin's not fully sold interesting i, I mean i'm interested sure but... and it's game pass yeah. yeah, no investment. Well, you don't so have Game Pass anymore. Up until now, I didn't. I do now, but thanks thanks to the ROG Ally mm. and his three month free Game Pass thing. Um, I'll probably keep it. It's it's only like I do have gold, mm-hmm. so it's only like five bucks more. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I you know as as a I, I can tell you from the No Man's Sky community perspective mm-hmm. we're all like oh. you know? i mean okay, the yeah, joke when they sure. announced it when they announced it, the joke was no man's skyrim yeah and lord knows that the preview that they did didn't take away they definitely were inspired by no man's sky i mean i'm the thing is 
I'm kind of into that though. Yeah. Like I, I like the idea of No Man's Skyrim. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I missed the, the beginning of the pro- of the presentation, so I missed the whole bit about the story. So I didn't. I, I came in assuming that it was mm. just basically, hey, just dick around. Because you remember, like no. everybody who plays Skyrim, nobody followed the story. They just jumped in and just dicked there's, around the world. There's d- a definite. Uh, there is a story. But yeah, yeah. Much like Skyrim, you could just kind of go, well, fuck that. I'm going to go do my yeah. own thing. Right. Um. Oh, and also Ubisoft is still trying to make. Skull and Bones happen. Yeah, really? Oh, that's Jesus. the thing, that, apparently? That is the, because they are legally indebted to the government of Singapore. They yeah. have to make but this the, game. The fact that... They the got fact a whole that band. The alpha, the alpha was was bad. And it wasn't uh, that one pirate metal band we saw a bunch of times. Hailstorm. Yeah. Uh, Hailstorm. Yeah, they they should have had Hailstorm. <laughs> they, they, they said... You get Hailstorm, I'm in. That's we right. Did. I'm not saying they, they, they should abandon the game, but when they're they're, all they wanted to show was a music video by an acapella uh, pirate band, shanty, I mean, shanty band. Oh, Jesus, guys. It was, it was know, embarrassing. No, know that it has been rebooted like four times. It had to like, be. They have. It was bad. How can you not? How can you fail at this? That's I, it's what incredible. I, that was my point. It's like. This is. It's got to be a $200 million game. game. You just had it's to pull pirates. sailing out of. Uh, of uh, Assassin's Creed three or four, four no Black, Black Flag, Flag. Yeah. Black Flag, and and, yeah. and and make a game around that, and you're done. Like that's the thing; they already had most of it mm-hmm. done. I'm guessing <laughs> it's it's suffering from no, no. We got to make it live service. It's got to be an infinite yeah. game. It's got to this. Now. Yeah, exactly. Well, then and they so then they actually let screwed. somebody add it, and they're like, "Where where's the fun in this?" Yeah. Oh shit! We forgot the fun, and they had to go back. In the alpha, the the thing was, you're you start out and you're in a shipwreck, but you got a couple guys. And you're like, hey, let's let's uh, stick to, stick together, and we'll see what we can do. And then you start, you know, trying to build up your stuff and rebuild your ship or get a ship or whatever. And then it's an MMO, so you're looking around, and there's other assholes doing the same thing, but it's you're all on your own track. Like you're not working together, but you're seeing all these other people doing the same thing from the shipwreck, and it's just dumb. It just doesn't make sense. Like if it was a single player game that eventually opened up to a multiplayer, sure. But they had not. It's got to. You got to be a multiplayer from the beginning. So it just. It just didn't. One more tr- thing on this. Yeah. Um, I think this weekend there's supposed to be a stream diving more into Star Trek Infinite. Yes, the so, Star Trek 4X that they showed during uh, the game awards. Oh, it's, I, I actually forgot about that. There was a they're, they're a doing, fan pack for Stellaris, I think. Yes. that was that used Star Trek stuff. There's a few for some for several. Yeah, games. and and I my understanding is that this is effectively just that they they basically I made it real. Very they're so they're going to be showing off this grand exploration Star Trek Infinite thing. I think this weekend or next week. I can't remember when I saw the the, the announcement for it. Mm. But they're they're getting more into that. But that was one of the things during Game Fest. I'm like they're doing but like Paradox is doing a 4X Star Trek. Yeah, I'm I'm a down. I'm down with like this. That, yes. I'm not yep, huge yep, into yep. Star Trek, but that could be really good. Like just diplomacy because Paradox is big into weird diplomacy trees. Yeah. And uh fucking neutral zones and shit. <sighs> yeah, no it's oh. uh there's some exciting stuff coming out, but you know, there's there's no need to. I just want a good Star Trek game that isn't Star Trek Online because well, like, there's also the new game 
There's a there's a story based kind of a so, telltale yeah, style one. It's, it's getting pretty soft mm, reviews, but at least it's something. Mm, it's 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 an, it, they're trying something it different. It ain't what I want. Um, but you so you've looked yeah. into it. Next okay. Next Lander did a thing on them too, somewhat recently, yeah. and it, it sounds. It's okay. interesting, but I want you know, yeah, I want my thing. Right? Yes, you want, want you want to you want to be taking a uh, a vanguard. Of I ships. want Star Trek Online, but like next gen. Right? Yeah, like I want you know. It was a really good couple of showcases for just showing some new exciting things. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to say there are winners and losers in this, but Xbox showed a lot of stuff yeah. and it was a lot of stuff that I'm quite excited for. Yeah. And I mean, coming back to Star Wars Outlaws, cause that's a, that's a major, major announcement. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, it harkens back to the, um, the one that Naughty Dog was developing. Naughty Dog was was working on a, a single player Star, Star Wars Trek game. 1313. That wasn't yeah. Naughty Dog though. That was internal LucasArts. The, right. No, but yeah. no, they Naughty Dog announced that they were working on it and they had a little cutscene that they showed. It was at the time it was in engine and it looked amazing and then it just fell Nothing apart. Happened, and they yeah. they I obviously it hit a wall somewhere. So this feels like it was born from those bones. And also 1313. I mean there was a lot of People were interested in the idea of the underbelly of Star well, I mean, Wars, and this, this is what is. this is. Yeah, well, that was one of what I said during the stream. Was like, I'm thankful that there's a Star Wars game without a mention is, of the Jedi. We're not a fucking yeah. Jedi yeah. at the and, center. Like, there's so much more to this universe. And, and like, now we we just had two really great, which I haven't played, single player experiences: the Jedi Outcast games, Jedi Survivor. What the fuck I think it? it's Outcast. Outcast was the first Survivor. Was the Outcast second. Outcast was the first Survivor. Was right, the second. which were phenomenal first-person games. And this I is this is more the first one. Hard. This is again a very um, single-player focus. Yeah. It is not a multiplayer game. Yeah. There, there is no co-op in this, which is fine. Just it's fine. Single-player experience is all is is still my favorite thing. Anyway, tell me a story. Let me be a part of that world. You know, they didn't get any in, into details about how many worlds there are to go to and how many missions there's going to be. I can't believe, this but is it's how you fun. tell me you don't like playing multiplayer games with me. I don't. Like <laughs> hundreds of hours of playing <laughs> Destiny Two Literally with you, and you're like, all I want is I just want the story. All I want is a single player, dude. Uh, but yeah, it looks it looks really <laughs> good. Zavala saying Zavala just just love me. The I made the I made the observation about the fact that they presented all of it in ultra wide, um, and I they they didn't get into any details about that. So it still looks like it's it's going to be in ultra wide on a sixteen by nine display. So you're going to have the letterboxing, which it partly it's an aesthetic choice, but I maintain that it's because this way they only have to worry about doing a fourteen forty version of the game, but like and every, they can make it run better. Every Star Wars film. Film, film, absolutely. But you you use what you're given. Everybody's got yeah. a sixteen by nine display, and that's what you make the game for. You don't letterbox it just just to I'm, make it I'm more say cinematic. If I if I was in charge of a studio that was given the Star Wars license, and they said make a game, I would choose to make it in that aspect ratio just because it's fucking Star Wars. Uh, like that's what you do with Star Wars. It's a it's a game. You use the space you're given. Again, I feel like they're just this this way. They can focus on just rendering that. Now I I mentioned that it it, it was running at thirty, and then um, there's a I can't remember their name. There's a website 
that historically has gotten hold of high resolution versions of trailers. They get direct feeds from sure. from the from the the developers themselves, and there is a higher resolution and a higher frame rate version of the trailer that they hosted on their site. Uh, and they've been at it for a long time. I just can't remember their names, Gamerama or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, so, and I watched it. I watched the higher res one, and basically, it feels like it's going to be more of a VRR thing. Where if you've got, I, don't, I think it's going to be more on the PC. It'll run at a, at a higher frame rate. Uh, the the cutscenes are thirty, but everything else runs higher when it when it can. Yeah. So it's weird that they didn't just have it running at sixty in this in this demo because it's still a, a vertical slice, as they say that they showed. But it's still very exciting. You know, it's it's you get to run around in the Star Wars universe, and it looks like that your choices that you make will have effects in the game. Like, mm-hmm. well, you you screwed up with that group, and you're not going to be able to work for them anymore. So, I'm extremely curious to see how broad this game is. Yeah, because it it could be really really remarkable, uh, or it just could be a fun little lark. It is Ubisoft, so yeah, it, it's it's a roll, it's a roll the dice. Of dice. Exactly, yeah. exactly what I was going to say. In Starfield, Starfield could be incredible. I'm not a huge fan of the of the ship make your own ship thing. I mean, obviously these days people demand that. So many flying dicks, dude. Yeah. There's going to be so many <laughs> well, dick ships. It, 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 it harkens back to the to the settlements <laughs> that people make in, in Fallout Four. So many dick so, ships, my dude. Yeah, like like I like Snowman Sky's approach to, to ship design. Like you get the. It's in in the end. The it's is, a matter of where you can put all your no stuff. No Man's Sky is going for a very specific aesthetic, right? Mm-hmm. It's going for that like pop fifties bubble sci-fi aesthetic, mm-hmm. right? So you can you there is a, a limited range that you have with the fifties thing. That when you get into the industrial design of a Star Wars, you don't have that anymore, mm. right? That looks kind of crappy and cheesy and stupid. So you have to do more to mm. Star Wars than you do yeah. with you know the Starfield ship design. It it's blocky by default because of the yeah. fact that you're linking together components of a ship, and that's yeah, that. Yeah. It's not nearly as sexy. It's like a container ship, exactly. And it and and it should on some level, but you know, I would expect I was expecting you to have a sexy ship to go into the planet with that you go to, you go to take it to this well, to the surface, me, and your ugly ship is what's in. Let in me tell orbit. you about this little game called Star Citizen. Star. <laughs> you know what? They just announced that they're doing their annual uh, conference again. Oh. I'm sure they are. Will they? Will they sell they me a ship? Will they sell me an expensive ship that doesn't? Oh, exist? They'll, they'll sell you a nice VIP access mm. for probably five hundred, oh. six hundred dollars. And and if you're a big fan, but you just want to be a part of it, uh, you can apply to be a volunteer. <laughs> you fucking imagine two days of that. <sighs> so uh, yeah. So we watched some video of a bunch of games. <laughs> we have opinions. I don't. I, I want to quickly shout out Jonathan. Uh, we went to school together back in the day, long time, and he's been listening to the podcast. On his, he's been he's a he's a trucker. He's a long shout long out trucker. to Jonathan. So um, keep on trucking. Hope you enjoyed our I'm little. Sure, you've never heard that before. <laughs> Andrew told me to say that. You should give him shit. You can t- you can tell right now. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice that, uh, that we got friends listening as well. So, That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've uh, Angry Junglist uh, and uh, um, Greg the Bunny have both been listening. Nice. So uh, this reminds me as well. I mentioned it to Kevin earlier. Uh, he, he's and I, I know the the Neverwinter the Neverwinter server has been a 
It's been a bit dormant. Yeah. That can change. But if you have an Amazon Prime gaming setup, they just added Neverwinter Nights Enhanced Edition for free. Yes. So on, it, on GOG. On, on yeah. good old games. So basically, so. if you have an Amazon Prime account, go to Prime Gaming you got and it. claim your free copy of Neverwinter Nights Enhanced Edition. It costs you literally nothing. And GOG. And it's GOG. So That's it's, the it's, best amount of cost. Yeah, That's right. So it's, the, it's the right friggin' there. And a bunch of other titles as well, obviously. But uh, but yeah, we, I figure that's uh, critical to get out there. <sighs> we long, did it. Long ass podcast. So, yeah, so the- <laughs> you know what, though? Back in the day, our E3 podcasts were also monsters. You know, it's true. Uh, so we are going to push the top five thing till next podcast because that's not time dependent, no. obviously. So we're going to push that to the next podcast. So we are at time. Wow. We mm. did a whole thing. Thank you, Andrew. For all of that, because wow, I, I was sure. curious myself the the numbers because I didn't see anybody else talking about what. But again, I'm shocked that PC is still the vector to. If you want to play everything, get a get a decent PC. I you mean, know, after everything we said last week about PC just, is dying. Just wait five years and you play the Sony. Holy games. crap! You know, PC uh, on the desktop would be dying, but PC handheld. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're you gonna know, you know these 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 new thing. systems will play almost everything we talked about. So. All right. Thank you, everybody. As always, join us for everything on Operation Puppet at our link tree, which is linked in the show notes. We will see you next time. Thank you. Join the Discord. Join the Discord. Um, As always, thank you. All of the things. um, We're going to go away now. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. You have been listening to Pixels and Puppets, the Operation Puppet podcast. Visit www.operationpuppet.com for all our links, tell your friends, give us a rating wherever you get your podcasts, and join us again because nothing is more entertaining than aging nerds giving their opinions on the internet.